better not pout. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why the Dwee Bros podcast is starting right now. So you're before Thanksgiving, not We're going to talk games. We're going to talk movies. We're going to talk shows and talk about toes. Weirdos. The Dwee Bros podcast is starting right now. Travis sees you when you're sleeping. Jacob also sees you when you're sleeping. I'm looking in your window to make sure you're clicking like and subscribe. And you better not pout. You better not cry. Because we're going to have fun. The Dwee Bros podcast is starting right Silver and gold, silver and gold. Use your credit card to buy Halo silver and gold. All right, welcome to the podcast. I don't. I have nothing. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm so anti. I'm anti Christmas. Every store I'm going into, I. I think November first at midnight. I was walking in and they were playing all this Christmas songs. Like it's so. just not no, it's turkey. There uh, until stuffing. Thanksgiving comes with the songs, you're never gonna get the respect. I just I mean I don't need songs. Come up with Thanksgiving songs. I have food. Like that's all I need. We like, need a Mariah Carey Thanksgiving song. Hits. You got some turkey on the turkey. Turkey, turkey. <laughs> you got some stuffing in your stuffing. If you go on YouTube and type in Thanksgiving song, it's gonna be like some school song like I think of the beans, greens, beans. potatoes, uh, that little ream you know what I'm talking about? Does he Green, hear, oh, beans, banana. Yeah, yeah maybe you know, that's the Thanksgiving yeah. tune. Who you knows? name it. Like that song. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking but of. But for think now, we're just going to have to skip Thanksgiving. Sorry. Not thankful here. Also, I love bringing up, for people that don't know, there was a news story. If you go on YouTube, uh, there was a news station, a big news station that said, all right, well, tomorrow is Black Friday's Eve. Uh, they were talking about oh. Thanksgiving. So I oh. always... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we completely forgot about I that. I always day. call that to people like family. I'm like, oh, Black Friday's Eve is tomorrow. What are you guys doing? So, <laughs> What's your plans? You got any big um, plans? So we are the Dewey Bros. As the song stated, we have great content to talk about. Starting with Thanksgiving. Oh. Well, What's your favorite Thanksgiving meal? Oh, well, go ahead, Travis. You can start. I like turkey and stuffing Classic. and mashed potatoes. I will say I like making a sandwich, you know, yeah. later afterwards. That's always a good good move. But I'm I'm pretty classic. I will also say shout out to my sister if she's watching. Somebody she reached out and said, "Hey, this year could we do sweet potato pie instead of pumpkin pie? Is mm. that a deal breaker?" Switching it up. And I didn't even text back cuz I didn't even think that warranted a response. I'm a purist. Pumpkin <laughs> pie. <laughs> what are we talking wow, about? Just ignored Did her. you make the switch though? Uh, or you having both? I I protested in silence. Oh, I don't so want to be a wet blanket on the sweet potato pie excitement, and that could be really good. But I, yeah, I'm I'm a I purist. Don't like sweet potatoes. I don't think sweet potatoes are that good. I don't think they have a place. Let's not get crazy. No, it has to honest. be a certain, you know, sweet potato. But I would say this: that when you sit down and have a good Thanksgiving dinner, turkey has to be on the plate. Not oh yeah. Ham. Ham is a Christmas thing. Ham, Listen, ham is you know, wet meat to me. I'm an anti-ham guy. You know, I got to be honest. There's never been a, a ham meat. that moved me. It's, it's always just been that's a piece of ham. Yeah, I think honey. But turkey, in our I, area, I, I really like. We have honey baked ham. ham. I mean, that's probably the best quality ham you can get in this area, in the Cincinnati, the tri-state. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, it's turkey, mashed potatoes with brown gravy, not turkey gravy, brown gravy, 
turkey gravy goes on the turkey. And then you have stuffing, your mac and cheese, you have your corn. But then here's the thing. After you eat your first plate, this is where you have to really get... Because you normally go in for a second plate that you yeah. regret later. But you have to... Because it's Thanksgiving. You have to go in. You just take that second plate and you just mix it all together and you eat like a slop. Like, that's normally what you don't do that. Do. That's wild. See, you miss one key. Ing- you miss one key dish. What? At least around my green bean casserole. See, I don't I don't like green bean casserole. I don't I don't see the. I've had it prepared it. different ways, different amounts. Maybe cornflakes like, in yours. Yeah. See, that's where I, I the crunch with the squishiness. It just doesn't hit me. Yeah, mm, it works texture. for me. It works for me. Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm a turkey. I'm very picky, but I'm turkey. Uh, I usually just get maybe like turkey. I'm trying to think of something else. Green bean stuff. Yeah. Now, wait. I'll turkey, this. dark meat, light meat, both. I think light. See, but both is good, in my opinion. I, and honestly, if you want my honest opinion, I think I've had both. Turkey goes good in the mashed potatoes. Dark meat's good by itself with the gravy. The dark meat can be so yeah. killer, dude. Yeah, it's so good. I think I've had both. I don't know. What's the big difference? Uh, like, dark meat's more of like a, um, not slimier, but like a wetter, more juicier, moist, more flavor. Okay. I like more dry. more lean yeah, and dry. I'm more of a dry guy. Now, you can have a good piece of white meat that's like not dry. It's moist. But like the issue is like sometimes it's not cooked properly. When we if lived I want in, moistness, I'll eat wet ham. When we lived in Massachusetts, there's a place called D'Angelo's. It's like a chain. D'Angelo's is phenomenal. D'Angelo's, and if you're ever in Massachusetts, go find a D'Angelo's. Year-round, they have a Thanksgiving sandwich, and it is a big, long, sub-toasted oh, wow. sandwich with hey, turkey. It's unreal. Stuffing, yep. cranberry. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, the cranberry is a must. Well, they give you... Oh, keep going. Uh, they, they, it's, so Mayo. it's all... Yeah, it's got some mayo on it, but you they also give you a big cup of gravy. And you dip it. And you dip the sandwich <laughs> in the gravy. And year-round, you can get Thanksgiving oh, wow. sandwiches. Thank D'Angelo's never stops giving out thanks. Yeah. That's the case, That's awesome. man. It's phenomenal. We could all use a little more D'Angelo's. I, I wish we had one down here. I wish we did, too. Franchising options. You knew his, who is not celebrating Thanksgiving? Who? Samus. Oh. She's fighting. You know, I think she's grateful for the things she does out there. I think she shows some gratitude. Yeah, she's thankful for the powers she gets. But I played a little bit more of that. I think we're all... Are you playing that? Yes, I am. Yeah, I What's think we're, that? Metroid, Metroid Dread? You beat it, right? Metroid Dread? Yeah, I beat Metroid what? Dread. How? I actually got a 100%. I did it. Yeah, you're a little farther than me. Yeah, you're a little... You're quite a ways farther than me. Metroid Dready Dread. We talked about it last month. Yep. And we were pretty early then. Yeah. And since then, I finished it. You're on the back nine. Yeah, I'm probably three-fourths of the way through. I feel like I'm getting towards uh Jacob, where, where are you end. at on this? About 15 to 20% of the way through. <laughs> I, maybe. I just well, beat it's the, the, it's I beat the, the belly buttons. What's his name? Belly belly That's probably like the end of the first act. Okay, yeah. Craig. Craig. Yeah, Craig. Craig. Yeah, I beat him finally. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm going on to the next area. I'm playing this the worst possible way you can because I've just been so busy lately. I'll play a chunk and I'll get a new power and I'll and stop, stop and I'll stop. And then I'll pick up two or three weeks later. And I'm like, I have to relearn how I just, I have to relearn game. everything. What power did I get? What door can I open now with the new power yeah, that I have? So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not able to sit down and give it the chunk of time. I think the game is because that's, that's how I usually yeah. do play Metroid. I'll play longer chunks. And it's like, I know what I'm doing and then I'll pick it up faster. But now I'm just kind of taking big breaks between it, but it's not intentional, but no, I'm liking it more. Busy. Uh, I was last podcast. I think the Emmy stuff is still ticking me off at times. Um, you don't but like the Emmy? At times, I'm just not in the mood for it. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, it's like a fun tag. It feels like fun tag. Yeah. And hard gets beaten, and I'm like, okay, I'm really close to getting out of here. And then other times, I'm like just trying to get to there. 
And it's like, so I keep, think, I so keep getting inconvenience. Stuck. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I'm really not in the mood. I for think it's it. a nice, um, a nice change of pace. Yeah. I think it, sometimes it gets a little too runny gunny and I need that. Like, okay, I have to slow down and think through this. Man, he's above me. I need to kind of, you know, I have to do things differently. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's nice for me to be able to have a good change of pace when yep. it comes to the Emmy counters. But uh, one thing I did notice, and me and uh, Kenny were talking about this, was the load times are kind of weird. I don't know if that was they're abysmal. We're, we're spoiled, but no, with the awful. PS5. But at the same time, it's on a cartridge. It's you think it would be? It's, it's it is absolutely <laughs> horrid. I can forgive that. the load times because the game looks great. And no, it's it does not. On a potato. I think I don't think the game looks that good at all. Oh wow! Um, I was playing on my TV the other day, and I was like, I see pixels. Like I see the you know I what? This lines. is actually the first Switch game I've not even played on my. Because I See, usually now, I always say this, play on the, I play on, the on my screen. handheld, and I have I now have the Switch OLED. It looks phenomenal on my on my handheld mode. And I I thought it was my HDMI, but I switched my HDMI cable, and I have a new dock. And interesting, it does not look good. I can't even have an opinion on this. This is the first game I haven't had time to put look like, at on it on the TV. TV. I mean, I, I played. I'm sure you played 100 percent of the game, so yeah. I played a lot on the TV. It it looked good to me, and I I I also I don't just mean graphical fidelity. Like it's a solid 60 frames. It's solid, you know, 1080p on the TV. Yep. Like, I just like the art direction. I like the reflectiveness on the environments and on Samus. I love the cot, like her her different suits. Mm. I think that this is yeah, my favorite set of Samus suits. I love yeah. how they worked in a lot of like white into even just the basic orange yeah, it looks and maroon. Cool. It, it just, looks really cool. It just looks good. These are the best suits that yeah, I've I ever don't have seen. an issue with how like it looks. I just have the issue on how it like how the graphics come across, I guess. Like image quality. Yeah, like, you know, I just expect, I expect way more. You're a 4K I've, guy. I, I really, I plugged my, <laughs> I honestly, I plugged my PC in uh, over the weekend into my 4K TV because I was getting crazy because this game has bugged me. I was like, why? I'm sitting, I'm not sitting too far. I'm like, but why does it look so jagged? So I was like, maybe it's my TV. Like, I just got worried. So I plugged my, I plugged my PC in. I put a game on at 4K and I was like, no, it's not my TV. Well, well, the game's not in 4K. It's in 1080p. I, I know on a it's 4K not in 4K, TV. but I mean, a 1080p still works on a 4K TV. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just if you're if you're playing a lot of 4K games, it sounds like you are, and then you play this, it's gonna look worse. Like I, I'm not arguing with. But you. that's just, my point. As I just have a hard time, like, man, we are. How are we not there yet with Nintendo? We need why that 4K always, Switch. Why are we always a generation behind with it? I don't know if we're ever going to get that. I don't honestly. The you more know what? Think on I'm it, a believer. You know how like the flat earthers will give you a 3D switch. They'll give you a 3D slider switch before they give you a 4K switch. I'm like a flat earther of this 4K switch. I, I'm believing it. I think the next switch is going to be 1440. I think it's going to be 2K. And I think it'll look really good because that's going to be the best we've ever seen. All you know what? I don't even care. As long as they give me consistent games that run consistently and play well. I don't honestly, I don't really care that much. Like I said, Metroid Dread, it's not the end of the world. It's a great game. I really enjoy it. I was just like, man, I wish it looked better on my TV. That's my only complaint. I need to actually plug it into my TV before I beat it, I think, because Animal mode is a great way to play the game. I've almost felt like this is a handheld only game because I will tell you on that. But I ever since I got the OLED. And I think the OLED for me. I think you're the only one. You are. Did you get it? The OLED. I'm working on working getting on it. it. Yeah, the OLED. I tell you right now is the best way to play it if you play a lot of handheld mode. I play this Switch in a lot of handheld mode, um, and the kickstand in itself is worth the extra hundred dollars I spent on it. But then on top of that, the screen. Honestly, the screen looks amazing. I. I, I how do I put this? I've heard you the, don't yeah, the notice definition when you have a screen that's that good. Like and that's it's weird to say, but it is. It's crystal clear. It's really vibrant. And then on top of that, the best part is because on the stupid switch, if you like to play in handheld mode, the kickstand currently is a piece of plastic. That's the flimsiest thing 
in the world. It's so flimsy. The new one is a metal kickstand. And when you kick it nice, up, nice, they put metal. It goes all the way up and down. But you know what I do when I'm holding it up is I put it halfway through and I put my fingers in between it and I rest my fingers there. And it is so incredibly comfortable. Nintendo Switch hack. I'm no, I'm dead. I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't think I could ever want to play this thing on my TV ever again. Like it's that like amazing. I'm playing Pokemon right now and I'm playing it handheld only. Oh, I haven't nice. plugged in my TV once. It's that good. So you got the new Pokemon Diamond. Yeah, I do have the new Pokemon Diamond. How's um, that? Oh, it's good. I'm about two hours in. Uh, a lot of people already hating on this one already. Um, I just think like people who are from like the 2D sprite image like era, you're never going to be happy when Pokemon tries to do something new. Like there's nothing. I thought this was pretty do. the same. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 is a one-on-one remake, but the art style and they're like the art style sucks. Like this isn't the game we want. And I'm yeah. like, dude. Get over yourself. Like, they gave you a game. They didn't even change any of the things. I got a Jirachi because I played Pokemon Sword and Shield. They gave me a free Jirachi. Oh, I was nice. Like, this is awesome. I love Jirachi. You know, so I I don't know. I just, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm not too far to give, like, an official opinion. It is a one-on-one remake. So, and so if you played, like Diamond and Pearl, you're going to like this. You're going to love this. And or I'm, unless you hate the art style. I've played a Gen mad. 4 Pokemon game since the DS. I, I've replayed Gen 1, 2, and 3 multiple times. I have not replayed Gen 4. Because I don't have a DS just lying around. So I have a good uh, Diamond and Pearl story. Um, my friend, we were in chemistry class together. And my friend kind of knew the chemistry teacher. So he was always goofing off. Like he never paid attention. He was like very bad in that class. <laughs> and it, Diamond and Pearl was new at that time. Had his DS out. And they were linked up because you could wirelessly. I yep. think that was might have been the first one. Yeah, you could. Gen four yeah. was the first one you could wire. Well, that uh, leaf green and bio red that had the wireless mm-hmm. thing. But on the DS, you could wirelessly like battle. So they were linked up in battle, and the teacher was teaching something. Hey, on on the whiteboard, we're in the middle of class, and he they have their DSs down like in their hood or whatever, like they're playing, and. I don't know if he saw him at one point. He's like, "Put the DSs away!" Like screaming at him, like we're trying to do class or whatever. Little bit goes along and they're still playing and we're invested. Like the whole class knows the battle is going on. Like everyone in the class is like rooting for, you know, my friend or this other person. And they're going at it and they're like looking at each other, like, whatever. They're just whispering to each other. And then my friend is looking down, and he goes, Dang it! Like he lost. He got killed, like whatever. And the teacher turns around, and he goes, I don't understand the question. <laughs> like I immediately like went to I still just crack That's up a golden that, era but, Pokemon, yeah. man. That's like the good kind of stuff you, you would just love to see in class. Yeah. You don't see that. You can't carry a Nintendo Switch in school yeah. and get caught. Yeah, you'd need like a, a lot more coverage. A big hoodie. Yeah, a Game Boy SP, you could hide that. I always hid that oh, in you class. Hit that I sucker. always was playing Game Dude, Boy SP. Dude, that was like, man, you could hide that and it was easy. We, need, a, we need a easy. Nintendo Switch light light. It's just like this big. Game Boy Switch Micro. And it's Think 240p it, resolution. Yeah, 1440p though. No, uh, 240p. Oh, 240p? It's pixels. Uh, $300. That's You'll dread tag. playing Metroid Dread even more. That's hilarious. Uh, but that's Pokemon. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a couple other games I can keep going on about. And I think, um, but I don't think there's any other games we all played together, right? Well, let me think. jump in. I'm playing a game that is kind of, it's not, I wouldn't say it's really similar to Pokemon, but in a way it is. So I'm playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five which is a new JRPG. Um, it's on the Switch, and it's from Atlas, and um, it's kind of like demonic Pokemon oh. in some ways. Like so. Pikachu if he went to a satanic ritual. Yeah. yeah. It's not like Upside Pokemon. Cross on his face. It's not like Pokemon in the sense of, like, 
it's all about, you know, the whole world's geared around them. But, well, I don't know. Basically, the setup for the game is is you're like a student in Japan and, uh, you know, something happens. You don't really know what you're in like a tunnel, but basically you come out of the tunnel and the end of the world has occurred. And it's like some number of years later and there's demons flying around. And then like within being in this world for like five minutes, like this robot man fuses with you. Like, like I don't, it's a crazy, it's like a Pokemon fusion and you become like this crazy, like long haired robot man that basically you can control demons. And so you go through the game and you're, you're basically walking around this open world and you can see like, you know, different demons and you catch them and you basically you negotiate with them to join your cause and uh, you collect them like Pokemon. You can have up to five in your party and unlike Pokemon, you have all four or five are battling at once, like a JRPG. Um, but you basically can, you know, fuse those Pokemon to, or those you know, demons together. You level them up. They have moves. It's just like move management in Pokemon. And uh, it's a cool game. I really like it so far. Obviously, Persona is a spinoff of the Shimigami Tensei games. So I've never played a Persona. Yeah, they, they share the same monsters usually. It's kind of like a Final Fantasy situation. They share some of the oh. monsters and probably some of the item names or whatever yeah do, but yeah i i'm i'm really liking it so far i think what from what i understand persona is more like upbeat and fun mm. and like um, this isn't yeah this is darker and more kind of it reminds parts of it remind me a little bit of like evangelion um so like a lot more you know melancholy it's but it's very funny actually like when you negotiate with these demons like you go up and you're like hey like you can go up and say, hey, you know, how do you want to approach them? And you can say, like, give them a compliment. It's like, I like your hair. And then the demon's like, you suck up, you SOB, like they cuss <laughs> at you. Or like you can like basically say things to like hurt their it's almost like super seducer. It's like a mini super yeah. seducer. Oh. It's like, what do you want to do? And you have four it, options. It kind of reminds me of Undertale too. Yes. Uh, of negotiating, like, am I gonna fight this person? Or whatever. At least in persona, you could say, like, give me your money. Yeah. Uh, or like I'll kill you or like whatever, but you kind of negotiate down different stuff. But. Yeah. There was one demon. They were like, I really want needed them because I needed them to fuse together with another to make something I needed to fight a boss. Super demon. Yeah. Um, well, oh, yeah. I mean, what I like in the game, too, is you can register your demons in a demon compendium in the underworld. And when you register them, it's like your Pokedex. It it's logs a them. demon Pokedex. Yeah. But it logs them um, with the current stats they have. And later you can use money to buy back a copy of the demon you loaded into the compendium. Oh, so it's like artificial copying now too. Yeah. So like you can fuse demons and then like if you want that demon back the way you had it, you can buy it back kind of a thing. Um, but it's really neat. It's fun. Um, it's a good turn-based battle system. Uh, what the gimmick of that turn-based battle system is, is obviously it's like Pokemon. There's like seven or eight different attributes and your moves can like do weaknesses. Um, and what I like is you can basically, every time you attack somebody, if you attack them with their weakness, you get a second turn added onto your turn list. So if you got four people in your party, you get four turns, but if all four people use weakness attacks against them, you get eight turns. Hmm. So you can just like, it's always like, what's best if I use a weak attack here, or if I finish this guy off and there's some cool mechanics in there. I'm trying to think what well, one other cool thing is, it reminds me a little bit of final fantasy five. Um, which had like a job system where you could blend things together because basically what once you like get a, get one of these demons and you level them up a little bit, you can get their essence, which is like it's a consumable, but it lets you take their moves and fuse those moves with another demon. So you can take like if, if this guy has two moves you like and this guy has three moves you like, 
you can use the essence and put all five moves on one of the gotcha. demons. So it's cool. It's very mechanics heavy. Um, the story is pretty minimal so far, you know, more focus on gameplay. I would say, yeah, I would say the persona comparison. I think persona is more about the characters and like the story and like the themes. And this is more like, here's some mechanics. Here's a dark, weird world. I think sh this fifth game seems like the fans of Shimigami Tensei like it, but some of them are a little divided. I think they're used to a little bit more plot in these games. And this mm -hmm. one's a little lighter on plot. It's not bad. It's just not. It's not the focus. I've been playing for seven hours and you know, I've seen like two or three cutscenes. So well, you mentioned a dark world world. Let's talk about a dark world world. I've been playing VR Resident Evil 4. Mm. Um Oculus Quest 2 exclusive. Only available on the Oculus Quest 2. I'm pissed about that because um, I really wanted to play this. That sucks for anyone who owns Oculus underneath that. Um, I don't know if that's gonna be a forever thing. I know Vader Immortal was originally an Oculus Quest only. And it eventually made its way down to the Rift S store and the Oculus store in general. Um, but with Rift being discontinued and Facebook moving forward, just only the Oculus, I I just no one has an idea of what it looks like. But I will tell you. This is amazing. And I say that in like the holy crap, I'm playing my game of the year. Amazing. Um, Resident Evil in VR. My first taste of that was in Resident Evil 7. And that would make you crap yourself. And I mean, it just, it is. I don't know if you, I don't think you gave it a try because no. not your, not your speed. But I feel like you could probably make your way through four. Is that a uh, lot you, more? I think four is enough scary and plenty of action. Yeah. And for a VR The graphics game, are not as good as seven. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's scary. But I will tell you, it is a bump up. Like it's not like it's, it's the things you can get and interact with. they actually look like they look good. You can actually interact yeah. with them. Um, well, and stuff could probably still jump out at you. Yeah, stuff still, yeah. you still get scared. I mean, yeah. I was playing the other day and a bat flew down, and I was just like, "Oh, frick, it's yeah. a bat!" You know, and I'm like, "Bats and stuff." Because there was yeah. another VR game that's not scary, and a bat came out of a cave, and that like my heart sank. Yeah, like yeah. simple things like that will scare the crap out of you because it's right in your face. I like, think for me, what the game does a good job at is um in the original Resident Evil Four, and why I didn't want to play it, which some people love it. I, I just never thought the, uh, I, I I love like shooters, like I really do, and having free range of motion. Um, for me, is a big deal. In Resident Evil 4, the original, you couldn't do that. You had to stop and shoot. Yeah. Um, people love that. I I don't. In the VR mode, you can run and gun this sucker all day. Um, and I love that. What's the scariest part about it is while I'm focusing on one wave in front of me, I hear people behind me, and it just it makes my soul <laughs> jump out of my body. Um, I recently just got done with the boss fight in the lake with the giant fish. Um, that was great in VR. That was a. Uh, it was awesome because I'm steering the boat with a harpoon gun in the other hand, and I'm trying to shoot this fish. And like, I, it was a, an immersive and fun experience that I don't think you could experience very like very much any differently. Yeah. And probably the best way to experience it is in VR. Um, so my first playthrough Resident Evil 4 is going very well. Um, I am very much enjoying that game, and might be my one of my favorite VR game, not VR game. Well, it probably will be one of my favorite VR games, but also on top of that, one of my favorite Resident Evil games so far. I've played oh, nice. one, two, um, three. This is my playing my four right now, and I played seven and eight. Yeah, um, I'm skipping yeah. all the middle ones. They suck. Res Resident Evil Four. I'm I'm really glad that you're liking that. I mean, that game is just one of one of my favorite games of all time. Mm. Um, but it's funny you mentioned the lake monster because I played it. Uh, for the first time a couple years ago and that like whole sequence it's like entertaining but like it's very hokey and like it doesn't hold up well so mm. 
it's really cool to hear like yeah like that i could see that sequence being a lot more fun in vr well, it's it's more tense like i yeah. feel like i feel like if i was in a lake and i could only imagine what it was like on the gamecube like trying to steer a boat and shoot this thing and i don't know what the mechanics were like either i know they remade the game like three times for hd remakes for the playstation and whatnot but it was very like crap i gotta i'm trying to get this fish i gotta shoot this thing this monster whatever you want to call it um and then there's moments when like the fish like the monster charges at you and the entire time you have to try to shoot it reload the harpoon gun shoot it again and you're trying to aim for the certain spot and it's all it's all you it's your skill like so if you miss it's on you because you suck like that's just how it is and that's why i love i love about resident evil vr they reward you for your ability to actually shoot you can shoot them in the leg and they fall down and they'll fall to a knee. You can shoot them in the arm, and if they have a weapon, they'll drop the weapon. Like and that's how the original was. But yeah. But now you're like really in, aiming. Yeah. In yeah, VR, you're, you're aiming at those things yourself. And like, what's also cool is you can dual wield, which, in my opinion, I think is just. Yeah, they didn't extra. have that in the original. No, no okay. dual wielding. Yeah, but they added dual wielding, which I think is awesome, in my opinion, because why not? You're running and gunning. Why not add a little bit extra yeah. flair to it? Go nuts. So I'm enjoying the game. Um, it's very scary, and just because it's a VR game and it's Resident Evil. Could be pretty spooky at times. I just remember there was something I did play. So on Hangouts, uh, Devin joined me as we played Nickelodeon All Stars, the Smash Brothers. I'm gonna let you say what you're gonna say about this, and I have an opinion about that game. So we played that, and uh, Devin went uh, way better. If you want to check that out on the Hangouts, like explaining like the melee community really freaking loves this game, the mechanics of it because it's very close to how it's very techy. Yes, it has all that stuff, like the foundation, all that. That is solid. That's like a 10 out of 10. Everything on top of that, this game is not done. It just feels like a hollow experience. There's no voice acting from the characters. No, none. There is like minimal effects. The music is like this kind of almost like stock music sounding thing. There's no like... There's no, a cash grab. Uh, yeah, there's no like... Um, the music from the TV shows and stuff. And I'm like, ah, like I'm playing it going, you know, I, I'm glad that that mechanic stuff got there because people are excitingly playing this and for that. But like, man, I just, they as got, a full feature thing, this, this thing seemed like they're just going to finish it later, I guess. Maybe <laughs> they got the rights to the character. Sounds like they didn't get the rights to the whole shebang. Yeah. But that's where I think like, I I played this game over the weekend with my brothers and I was sitting the entire time, and they were like, this game is so funny and stupid. I'm like, this game's awful. I'm not having fun. Like, why? I'm As like, a package, it's and terrible. And I'm sitting there, I'm yeah. like, dude, I play Smash Brothers regularly, and the current, and people say this, and I'm like, the current Smash Brothers that's out is one of the best Smash Brothers. Like, I get Melee was in his time. I'm not in it for the competitive bullcrapness, dude. Take that, put it on a kite, <laughs> fly it away. I'm not here for it. You know, I'm here for solid gaming mechanics. One where... Anyone who's never played the game before can pick it up and at least sure, yeah. have a chance to play the game. Tech-wise, though, this is what those people want. And, and that's why and, I was mad, because I picked up that game, and I had no clue what I was doing. And I'm like, I've played Smash Brothers for years. I looked at my brothers, like, I beat you guys red-handedly <laughs> in Smash constantly, and I cannot figure this game out. Yeah. It's so floaty. It's so jank. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think that's why they love it. Like, Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's just like, I'm perfect. getting dribbled by Patrick, and I'm just sitting there like... <laughs> <laughs> this just isn't fun. Like then on top of that, here's the thing: we've we've entered into a a spin now because now Metaverse got announced, which is now turning into it looks like these companies are realizing they have really good like IP to yeah, like, like play around. We should with. probably make them all in fighters. Like yeah. it's only taken four Smash Brothers games to 
Real what a perfect time for them to like us to speculate. Is this the last Smash Brothers? I feel like that comes around every time. But it's like, hey, we got all these other up and coming, you know. Who do you games. think? I was gonna say Meta got announced, and like that's WB, so it's like Batman. They have some really good. They got Batman and Harry Potter. I was gonna ask Rick you guys Sanchez? if one of these conglomerates that own like a million things could do one, and you wanted to see it, who would it be? I know who mine would be. I have an idea. I mean, uh, I have the Tendas, but currently I, would, I wouldn't mind a Disney one. I was going to say Disney has so... Disney, I, Disney would Disney has fight so, their characters, yeah. though? Disney, if they... Imagine Mickey Mouse beating up uh, <laughs> Darth, Vader Darth Vader and Iron Man. Huh. And, like, imagine between, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, Disney films, yeah. The Incredibles... Like, There's a lot you can do with it. They that. could, if they got someone to make it properly, they could do they're, bank. They're rumored to do the Cartoon Network one, right? Like that was. The, I don't know if that's true. I, or not. I heard that. I feel like but that's then, a rumor, but that point, that'd be mine. Would be the Cartoon Network characters, but you're ruining a good thing. That, Why? We're, we're flooding the market. With, no, flood it all. Bad things. And I, there's, I think if Nickelodeon. Let's do an Adam Sandler's metaverse. Let me, let me say, I think if Nickelodeon All Star Brawl proves anything, it's that there's an appetite for more of these. There, dude, I've been saying forever Zelda and Smash. I don't know why more companies don't copy the formula of Nintendo on those two games because they're super popular. Like, there's not a lot of games that you, you play this, that are not made by Nintendo that make you think, oh, this reminds me of Zelda. You go around this world and you do these dungeons, like, and, and Smash as well. Like, yeah. fighting game community is always looking for a new game. How many regular fighters are there? Tons. There's not a ton of platforming fighters. No, there isn't. But here's why. I mean, they've been through this PlayStation All Star Brawl. Like, oh, they did that. That game was that's, atrocious. But that's you know, one game and it... They did two it, of them. They made two of them. They made no, a sequel and I'm still just as bad. It's one series. PlayStation didn't have the IP to do it at that time. I think the argument I'm going to make, though, is that they have someone very special in <laughs> a developer. Like, they have Sakurai. And, you know, he has spent since 90... What, 97? 99, 99. 99 on these, this genre. Yeah. You know, so I think for me, I'm like, of course he's going to be leagues above everyone else. And yeah, I think there is a people want this. Yeah, people who wouldn't want maybe like, Sakurai. A they're combination. Gonna, maybe they'll work on like a like a Tom Hanks like <laughs> universe. Like they'll have. I would be impressed if Wilson. someone could make a game that's just as comparable to Smash Brothers. The uh, that's bar is really not high. what I said though. I didn't say as comparable to Smash Brothers. I said there's room in the market to make another platform fighter that's really good. But I just because look at all the people buying this piece of shit game. Yeah, that, it's, that, that, that Nickelodeon. Yeah, we're wasting but that, money. But that's my point is if I am at a company that has a lot of IP, I'm like, we could do something much better than Nickelodeon. No one's saying as good as Smash. I understand, but that's like where the bar is. No, the bar is at Nickelodeon, apparently, because a lot of people are playing it. People <laughs> want like anything. They're, I look high. There's an appetite for another one of these games. I, to right. me, it would be like saying no one should ever make a game with Souls mechanics because they're not Miyazaki. I mean, like, there are good games. like yeah, Neo's Star Wars a, Fallen Order. Ne yeah, and Neo and stuff. And there's really bad ones. Like, when that first came out, Lords of the Fallen came out, and it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And uh, The Surge 1 came out, and that game was horrible. And I remember a lot of people were like, Nobody should make these types of games with Miyazaki. But you know what? Like over time, like other companies have gotten good at their own version of that. And I think that's a good thing. I think that that's awesome. I think everybody can have their opinion about it. But at the end of the day, I think the bar's set. Uh, Wilson. <laughs> I don't Wilson. Think you hear what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying, saying the bar's not Wilson set. is the ultimate ball. Uh, I just. What, football? Wilson's the ultimate the smash ball or whatever. Oh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Something to think hey, that about. That would actually be really funny. No, I hear what you're saying. I know that. I think there's a market. Yeah, you're going to spend money on things. I want people to be able to spend money on things. 
I don't want people to spend money on stupid Did things. Did you buy Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? Frick no. I will never play How'd you get it? That. My brother got it. I went to his house and I played it and I was like, you're an idiot for buying this. Your brother bought it. That shows there's a market. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. I, that's all I can say. Like, if, if he listens to this, I hope he knows. I sat in a loving way. I'll text him right now and tell him they're idiots for buying it. You they, should text him that, but no context. No context. That'll get me really far. Yeah. I, I have been playing other VR games in terms of fighting. Um, Blades and Sorcery did a big update. Um, that's also a VR game. It's now called U10. Um, Blades they rename it? Well, no, it's called it's Blades and Sorcery. It's just U10, which is like... Um, Universe 10 or Un- I forget what it's called Unity 10 um, what's really cool with this update is Blades of Sorcery has always been a sandbox uh, fantasy combat game so you have swords you have shields you have arc bows and you have spells and the modding community is amazing at this game um, they literally just they just built a mod I was playing earlier today and it was the um, Avatar mod where I can now earth is this in. the one the Star Wars way back yeah, then yeah I can do it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like Harry Potter too yeah, you can do that okay. stuff too um, U10, they don't have Star Wars anymore because once a new version comes out, the mods are obsolete, obviously. But the U10 mod came out with a dungeon crawling mechanic. They now have an automatic spawning dungeon. So what happens is you load into this dungeon, you can select how long the dungeon is and how difficult it is to crawl through it, and it randomly is generated every single time. Oh, nice. And it's like I, a challenge dungeon. I yeah. love... I, I've probably... I'm at the, probably the 50-hour marker in this game now. Um, it's, I love just putting it on because now I jump into this dungeon and I think of instant oblivion. Like, that's what I think of. Yeah. Like I'm going through this game and I'm like this dungeon, I can crawl walls. I can find different ways. I can sneak around, but cause I'm just trying to crawl through this dungeon inside out underneath caves has multiple different mechanics, but also just the modding community has been phenomenal with this game lately. Like I said, I can be the avatar now and I'm pulling rocks out of the ground and throwing them at people. I'm airballing a ball in the air and throwing it and, can I ask how how long do you stay in VR? Like you put it on, how long do you play at a time for a session? Um, I think the longest ever, the minimum I probably get about an hour in. Um, you play an hour, yeah. But the longest I've played, I played a session, um, was probably about three hours, and I was in Resident Evil Four. Oh my uh, gosh, three um, hours you were away from the world. Well, you know, like I was standing, and then like I was like, I'm gonna sit. So I changed the mode to sitting, and then I was standing back up. Man. Um, I played LA because you can like hit to like still. Yeah. to see through those cameras. So you were you still had it on, but you mm-hmm. were like you went to like looking around. Yeah. Okay. Um, I played like L.A. Noir and like those kind of games and stuff like that, and like those are quick forty five minute hitters. Okay. You know, not very long, but um, yeah. I Resident Evil Four. I really got, I really got an hour there. to hour and a half, and I think I Batman was the longest I'd stayed in the Arkham yeah. thing or whatever. I forgot what the name of it was. The Batman game for PS4 VR, and like by an hour and a half, like I could feel my body like ooh, like getting a little like. My head, it kind of affected your my eyes. Head. Your eyes. I can't. think it affected my head too because the PSVR is kind of a heavier thing. It stays on really mm-hmm. well, but it's like it's cranked onto my head like some medical That's device. I like the Oculus. So much, I man. think yeah. I think if I had a lighter thing, maybe you can go a little longer. How's but. LA Noir? Um, in the VR version, yeah, the VR one. <laughs> it's I mean it's jank. I yeah. mean it's I I like it because like if you like anything that LA Noir's done, it's the um the interrogation aspect, the gun combat's gun combat, but you get the drive like real car driving and there's actually traffic and it's really weird when you're driving a car in VR because you either do it one or two ways. You either do fully immersed or you do it with controls. Um, controls is the easiest because that's how you know how to drive a car. When you do fully immersed, when you drive a car, you have like tension and you have pullback. In VR, you don't have that. So I'm driving this car. I'm doing like 60 because I'm a, co- I'm a cop and I'm trying to get this and I pedestrians try to cross the road 
And I'm sitting like, why is no one getting my way? And then I realized, oh, I have horn. I have a signal I didn't turn on. So like, no one. So I turn it on and people start parting the way and moving. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm killing a bunch of people. But then, like, turning is hard. It's just difficult, you know. But it's it's L.A. Noir. The interrogations are a blast. I love that game. Reading the faces. I'm, I'm staring. I'm like, like you're the you're the guy, and I'm like, yeah. this the art. I'm, I'm trying to see an eye twitch, man. I know you're twitch. You're lying. I love that I can game. Imagine the whole time the interrogation. This person is. I took my hat off. I was slapping the other guy while he was talking. I love that game, you're but, lying but to me. the interrogations are so jank yeah. because. There is no rhyme or reason of when they're lying yeah. or not lying based on their acting. Oh, no. There have been people dead to rights. I was like, this person is lying. They look like they're about to laugh when I'm asking them yeah. something, and they're not. It well, says. my favorite part was one of the interrogations. Um, the guy, he, I was talking to him, and I, you have a notebook you can pull, pull out. So I pull my notebook out, and I'm like, I'm going through my notes, and I ran out of options. And I was like, okay. And I shut the notebook. And I just started punching him because I just had no, I had nothing else. Like I, I was like, Real like so, yeah. So he started talking. He, he talked and I was like, oh, okay, that worked. I punched him and he talked. So that's good. <laughs> well, I'm out of questions. I had nothing else You're, to go off of. Yeah. I didn't want him to clam up on me. You got to get him to talk. Somehow. Yeah. You got to start slapping people around when you run out of questions. That's right. That's how it's done. <laughs> man, oh man. Well, what else? You what else anything? has happened? I, have, I played some games. Go ahead. Okay, what'd you play? A few games I haven't talked about. So I played and I beat Psychonauts 2. Nice. So um, I really like that game a lot. Um, it's, uh, I think I talked about it last time. Yeah, I think you, you run around in people's brains. Um, now that I've finished it, you know, I think that's one of the better stories I've played in a game in a long time. Um, I really like the themes that it touches on. Um, it's very adult, but in like a kid way. I don't know. Pixar kind of does that sometimes. Yeah. Now that I finished it, it reminds me a lot of Inside Out um, because just you're going inside people's heads and dealing with their emotions. But the way that they work like mental health and emotions and people's baggage into all the gameplay and mechanics and stuff is really I think it's first class. It's a awesome. really good game. Um, I saw it got nominated for game of the year. It's definitely um in the year that we've had, it's definitely that kind of a game. The only real like downer I would say about it is, um, trying to think how to put this. Cause when I first started playing the game, I was like, man, the combat feels pretty good, you know? And the combat does feel fine. I think I would just say there get to be points where the game will just throw some enemies at you and throw some enemies mm -hmm. at you. And they give you like things you can like different tools. You got like six or seven different powers you can use to fight them. But like, a lot of times the most efficient thing is just to spam this little shot and just mm. punch everybody. And so it gets to be kind of repetitive where you're just dodge, punch, 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 punch. And like the animations aren't particularly like, it's not that it's jank. It's just, you can tell like combat design and encounter design is not like what they're the best at. They're the best at writing stuff. They do really good art direction and world design. Uh, the levels never, never really stay overstay their welcome or anything. And each of the levels like worlds are very, very different. And the puzzle design they're pretty good at. They're really good at, but the combat is a, it's like it just needed like another pass or it needed somebody that just like I imagine I didn't play Ratchet and Clank, but like there's just a, an extra level of polish mm, and yeah. juice that like some of those triple A bona fide uh, platformers have that like yeah. this. It felt like somewhere between double A AA and triple A on the combat. And so that's the one thing is like I, I would recommend that game to anybody. Um that, that likes platformers and likes kind of collecting and like a good story in their game. 
But it's one thing I would say is just like it it's not like the most fun when you just keep getting into combat. There is one thing I actually thought of you because we went to Disney World this year and one of the uh one of the worlds this is not really a spoiler but just kind of light whatever they, they're so inventive like one world you go to is like a rock concert and a festival and the different parts of the guy's brains are different band members you got to go find to put the band back together because this guy's insane like mm-hmm. and he was a rock singer and but there's one it's a guy who he is bad but he thinks he's good and you go in his brain and it's like Disney World and you get on a dark ride like it's a small world. Yeah. And you go through and it's all the different parts of the ride or like what he tells himself in his mind about why he's yeah. good. This is uh, yeah. yeah. Like and like it's a dark ride and the ride like breaks down. And you have to go like fight minions and get the ride going again. Oh, that's and, funny. And, and it literally it's like it's a small world and it's and they really do it up yeah. and it looks amazing. But it's also like you can tell it's a ride. And we just went to Disney World and rode. It's a small world. I was like. They definitely rode that ride and one to one, like the different parts of the world and dancing. And like, it's very, very, um, very inventive. There wasn't a single world that I got Mm -hmm. to. And I was like, well, the next hour, this game's going to suck. Like, they all were cool. So, if you like platformers, um, definitely recommend it. It's a good game. Cool. Um, I started Forza Horizon 5. It's a really good Forza Horizon game. I I played four last year, had a blast with it. Five so far feels. Uh, it looks better because it's next gen and it it plays amazing. Um, it, I will say it is like the menus and stuff. It's a lot like Forza Horizon Four. Mm. Um, not that it's a Madden situation, but like it because it's a whole new world, like place that you go and map and yeah. stuff. But it is like I was I wasn't sure because I never played any of these back to back. I was like, this feels like a refinement of Four, not like oh, it's next gen, so all the menus are different. Um, but one of the things I realized that I like about those games is I've played like 10 hours and like you can do a lot of races, but like half of that time has been like missions that are crazy. Like there's in Forza 4 had this where like there's a subplot of like they're making a movie and like you show up to different locations and he, I need you to do this stunt. And it's fine. It's like GTA is like you need to do this and you need to flip and you need to do mm-hmm. that. And so you're trying to solve that or parts of it reminded me of uh you go to an airfield and you have to go off these ramps and like collect these things. It reminded me of Tony Hawk. Oh, like I have to like go figure out, Oh, this is up here and there's a ramp here, but that, Oh, okay. And you got to figure it out. And so they get a lot of mileage (laughs) out of the car gameplay. So uh, market this game and the racing is really good too. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. Um, so Forza Horizon five is cool. It's a good game. Um, and then I'm also picking back up a game called The Ascent, which is on Game Pass. It's like a top-down cyberpunk kind of world game. I like it. I, you know, it's one of those games a little bit more extreme. My criticism of of uh, Psychonauts 2. It looks really good, and I like the world and the writing's pretty good and stuff. The gameplay, like it feels pretty good, but like it's just like that extra layer mm. of polish I wish it had. Some of the shooting just feels a little off at times. Yeah. Some of the it's actually why I dropped it earlier in the year. I got about a third of the way through it and I picked it back up again recently. So the ascent, it's fun if you like sci-fi. Man, when the gameplay is not good, like combat, like that is a huge core. It takes you out of the it. The story can really suck. If I'm like having fun with the gameplay, I'll just keep going at it. But um, depending on the game, I guess. But that just reminds me of Deadly Premonition. I really was invested in the goofiness. 
But I was like, this gameplay is so ungodly bad this time around. I really just can't. I have to watch. I watched yeah. it all on YouTube. I was yeah. like, I, it's such a waste of my time. Watch to play. scenes. But yeah, I'm getting sick of like playing it. But yeah, I, I would say I would say for both. I played Deadly Premonition too. I watched you play it. Nothing like that. <laughs> it's more. Yeah, I'm that's trying more to extreme think, level. I'm that. trying to think because we don't get a lot of double A games these days. Mm. Like what I would compare the Psychonauts criticism to. I can't. I really can't think of a game off the top of my head. I, I think The Ascent and Psychonauts are both good games. I think The Ascent's like, you know, seven or eight out of ten That's type what they game. are. Yeah. Psychonauts, I think it's writing and it's world design. Like, it gets up until like the nine out of ten. Like, yeah. it's not a five out of five for me, but like, it's a very good game. I'll remember it. Mm -hmm. So. You know but, what else is a five out of five game I played? Final Fantasy X. Started on the Hangouts. Yeah. I've started a full playthrough. It's going to take me ages to get through this thing. That's the first uh, Final Fantasy I beat. But I think I'm going to just take it little by little. And I'm also doing all the speed stuff, the speed up, the fast forward. And I'm going to just do the... You'll get through it about 15 Yeah, I'm going to use all that stuff hours. just to talk through it. I'm just kind of having fun and people coming in talking about it. So uh, that's been fun. Jumping back into that because it's the 20th anniversary this next month. It's 20th anniversary, which is crazy. Maybe they'll so, announce the re-remake. Yeah, maybe it might be time. I never played that one. I've been wanting to play the remaster, and then you told me the other day it's been like six years <laughs> since they <laughs> well, remastered I mean, that. I mean, the remaster yeah, still looks okay. It's not like it's like a... Yeah, I'll, I'll play it, but it just made me laugh that yeah. I've had something on my backlog for half a so, decade. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the game, I, again, first Final Fantasy I ever played, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was a great game. And Great we also were, were playing because you can switch back and forth between the old soundtrack and yeah. the new soundtrack. And I was like, I remember people saying they hated the new soundtrack. Why? And Pierce uh, has been joining for the uh, for the podcast or not for the podcast Hangouts. And we were and we were sitting there like trying to like listen to. It. I was like, why? Why do people not like this? And we we're like, okay, this does suck. Like the newer, the, <laughs> like, well, some of the newer stuff lost that the special. Are you playing on PlayStation or I'm PC? playing on PC? PC. And is that just in the menu? You can just switch it. Yep, you can okay. switch right from the menu, like the old to the new and stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that game rules. Um, but playing through that little by little, I think I'm gonna just do some, do some uh, maybe some like extra ones to like get through that and stuff. But I'm been having fun getting back into that. But that's Hangouts. You missed the game. Halo Infinite came out. Maybe you can't tell by them what they're singing right now. Halo Infinite. <laughs> it stealth dropped uh, on the anniversary, I think, of Halo 1 is when it came out. Yeah. Which, which is kind the of... multiplayer did. Kind of unexpected. Especially for a game of that magnitude. It's unexpected unless you're on Twitter and follow a lot of Xbox people because there were so many hints and so many people talking about it throughout <laughs> the weekend that I wonder what'll happen on the fifth. Yeah, it was like it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that it yeah, was happening. But, but it me, was a stealth know. drop. It yeah, was, a, it was did, a stealth I drop. I didn't know personally. I found out through text messages. And I was like, Oh, I all right. They played the stealth drop to perfection because no, you don't ever want to just actually stealth drop because yeah. then like no one will play it. No, <laughs> they get on the day you, you told wanna, them to come out. You don't want to say a Dreamcast it, who just put it out in the stores. Like, they hey, started the build up like Thursday, Friday, and then over the weekend they were getting hints dropped, and then they or no, I take I got I, I have to correct myself. Sega Saturn did that. They stealth yeah, dropped. They yeah. actually stealth dropped that console. Not I think Dreamcast. the biggest thing though, somebody is, was um, typing up the comment. Halo Infinite came out, and so they they released the multiplayer for free. And the campaign is the only paid aspect of Halo for Halo Infinite, um, and which 
a lot of people are like, wow, this is an insane move. Because um, for a lot of people, that's like the most fun part. Yeah. I mean, multiplayer. Yeah. The multiplayer is most fun part. Some people like don't play the campaign, yeah. which I would say is kind of bull crap. I think most people who buy Halo end up playing through the campaign. I think more people play through the campaign of Halo than like a campaign Call of Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't buy Call of yeah. Duty for campaigns. Can I correct you on one thing? Yeah, what's the one The correction? multiplayer is not free. It is free to play. Yeah, free to play. Very big difference. <laughs> Very big difference because I think it's a smart move. Because if you look at Call of Duty, Warzone's free, but then they're trying to sell Call of Duty Vanguard and yeah. they're having trouble because everybody likes Warzone mm-hmm. and they're going to keep supporting Warzone. So why buy Vanguard when you just keep playing Warzone? I think it's smart to make the multiplayer free to play because people will buy the skins and buy all this other stuff. We've been playing the game and there's a ton of stuff in that marketplace. I've been seeing a ton of people online buying that stuff. So you get max amount of people into the platform because it's free to play. You can install that game. Then when you install it, it's not like it's only multiplayer. You see campaign, you see multiplayer, you see all the buttons on the main menu. If you click campaign, you don't own the campaign then it's just always there in front of you as something you can buy, especially if people start saying they like it. And then the multiplayer has a whole marketplace. Yeah, Call of Duty does the exact same thing. They they shove it in your face, make sure they know, like, you don't have this. You need to go get this. <laughs> um, which you don't have this day, hat. Anybody with any kind of brain power or willpower know what they want and they don't want. Um, but also on top of it, I think it's awesome because, in my opinion, Halo has never done the thing where you need gun- to, like, max out guns. You All it is is customizables, right? Yeah, there's no there's leveling no, of yeah, the well, guns. Yeah, so for me, like this is like awesome. I don't have to spend money now because I don't, you know what? I don't give a crap what my dude looks like. I just want to teabag people. So if I get to do that, who gives a crap until like, they make, they put that behind a paywall. Oh, I put it. Oh man. I, I teabag Microsoft. That's what I go do. <laughs> um, but I do think it's smart. Um, a lot of these games, a lot of these shooters go that direction. Um, and working also out t- for them because they keep doing it. Well, yeah, for some reason they're making a ton of, you know what? Here's the thing. And it's absolutely mind boggling. They make so much money on DLC purchases or like cosmetic purchases. You know, Fortnite became a pretty much made Epic a company because of the things they did, you know, and I know Epic was a running company beforehand, mm-hmm. but you get my point. They're a different level. They are way And, and they're going to drop like map packs and all this other stuff. Like it's a continual stream for yeah, them 100%. For, to, to be doing that. Like, hey, we got a new hat for Master Chief. Oh, I got to get the new hat. Yeah, I I just think that's like, smart for him. You know, the game. What I heard, the game is absolutely fun. Um, I I keep seeing videos of a uh, split gate versus Halo. Um, that that's been the videos I've been seeing. Like, yeah, which one is better? And it's like, you know, they're both their own game. They're both free. Um, one just has a portal gun. Splitgate feels like that double A thing I told you earlier. Really? <laughs> it's no, it's fun. I yeah. like Splitgate a lot, but like this Halo, I'll put my cards on the table. I think this is probably. If you told me you're going to have to play Halo multiplayer for 40 hours, this feels really good. Like, this is probably yeah. the best feeling one of the bunch. It feels great to play. You know, I don't know the new maps super well yet, but I actually like them. They feel like Halo maps. They feel mm-hmm. like, which I don't think that maybe that's been the case the last couple Halo games that have been made. Halo 5 tried a thing. I believe it was 5. It might have been 4, where all of the maps were segments of levels from the campaign. It was their attempt to, like, bring the campaign in the... And that would did not go over well. I think it might have been Halo 4. I know people were very not happy with that. I know Halo 5's multiplayer is awful. If I remember correctly. Maybe that was it. Yeah, it might have been that. But I like the game a lot. I like the weapon sandbox. They've added a lot of new weapons. It's not like 
the same old stuff. Like yeah. there's some of the same stuff, but a lot of new weapons that feel very Halo, but they feel fresh. They have a grapple gun, if I remember correctly. Well, it's not that, a gun. There's that's something to talk about. Is a grapple gun. They've got equipment. Yeah, it's it's a it's, it's like, a piece of equipment. It's like you a get. you press the bumper to use yeah. it. And uh, I like the equipment in this game. I forget that I have it a lot of times, but it's good and it adds a little something to the game and. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really fun. I don't necessarily have a gigantic speech about it. There's nothing. The only thing I don't like is the progression system. It moves extremely slow. I've probably played 30, 40 matches, and I'm level three on the battle pass. But you got to buy the battle cares? pass. Yeah. yeah. That's well, the yeah. issue. You don't have to spend money on it. Well, I mean, even if I bought the battle pass, I still would be moving through it slowly. But you so. know what's crazy? They know that people are going to buy it no matter what. And that's the I'm, crazy I'm also it. from a different generation of I played Halo 2 and Halo 3, Halo 3 being my favorite. And you played the game and whoever won won and then it loaded you into the next match. Dude, like the next there was game. no like was I don't I don't think yeah. there was any like progress like progression Halo 3 stuff. had levels, yeah. You moved up the ranks of the military and Yeah. But even then like I guess go back to Halo 2, I, like there wasn't the fun was the match and trying to like fight with your friends. So it's like, I think all this extra stuff of like, not saying I don't like it, but like, I, that's something I, who did, cares if you're prestige have. match or eight. Hold, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, I see what you're saying. The problem is, is that you weren't even in halo two and mm -hmm. three, which I think two had ranks too. in those games. Even if you did whatever, however much yeah. it went up, every match it went up, yeah. In this game, they give you daily and weekly challenges. And what was happening was people would complete their weeklies. You don't get another one and you get like a couple daily challenges. You could play matches and gain zero XP. Mm -hmm. That's what people were complaining about. Sure. Like yeah, that doesn't feel great when you've got this it's bar. Not, it's and not good to have buy not... the pass and you can't unlock the things you bought. That doesn't feel great. Yeah. I'm, yeah. What like, I'm that saying, doesn't feel good. what I'm saying, yeah, I agree that people are complaining about this in a, are trying to fix it and they're trying to dial change the dials here there's not much incentive as the other shooters around to like keep playing or like your ranks or your experience yeah, it's and a stuff. typical multiplayer track yeah they're they're kind of missing out on that but as far as whatever i was just having fun playing with my friends and i was like okay like whatever that's what, rank xp you know, that, that's, whatever, what, that's what halo is all about though is you get on like my brother plays halo religiously i mean that there are two games he plays a lot it was call of duty back in the heyday but then there was halo and he played Halo, my older brother. And right now, he's currently, I guarantee you, I'll put money on it. I'll call him right now. I'll be like, what are you doing? Sit at my computer playing Halo. I call him tomorrow around the same time. I ask him, what are you doing? Sit at my computer playing Halo. It's the same sinking thing for him. He loves that game. Yeah. You know, some people, so that's probably like Battle Pass, that's probably going to be for him. It just mm. will be. Yeah. And he won't even like, he won't even think about it twice. Well, I mean, it's 10 yeah. bucks. It's, you know. Yeah, but you'd buy six Battle Passes at $60. That's a video game. This season is six months long. <laughs> so, I mean, like... So then I the bar can move as small as it, as slow as it wants to go if it's six months long. I think that's that's what people have come to the conclusion of. They made it go slow because it's a six-month season. Yeah, and in that case, like, I don't... Yeah, because I'm used to Call of Duty where it's like, every game you end, prestige, bu -bu 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 prestige, Doritos master. <laughs> I, and it goes across the screen I'll agree like with that. that. A lot of them move really fast. Yeah, and it's like, I don't need that, dude, like... Let me just play the game. Let yeah. me just shoot people. Actually, get XP for our teabag people and move on. But as far as the game, uh, really enjoying it. I think I need to play a little bit more to see how I feel about it ranked up with I got Halo 3, my still. favorite, because uh, I love how Halo 3 feels. But um, 
the one thing that we were talking about was the grapple hook, which I was under the impression I was going to have that thing. Like, oh, I can't wait to whatever. And I found out that was an equipment thing that you pick up or you get during a match or whatever. To the point where we were trying to make a custom game. Like, just give me the grapple <laughs> hook from the start. But uh, there's nothing like that yet. No. So I guess they're hopefully going to change the game modes around. And I think that they'll react. People are... Because I want that grapple hook all the time. People are universally like replying, like, this grappling hook rocks. Um, I gotta imagine with all the custom game modes, they're gonna find a way to put that setting in there where yeah. you can make everybody have the hook, and because it's just fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. That's what it should be. That's I will say, I do think you'll be able to do that in the campaign. I, you know, I don't know if you read the thing I sent you, but they've been doing campaign previews. Uh, mm-hmm. The press has had the first, I think they called it first third of the campaign, like ten hours or six hours or whatever the campaign, and. I've read many of them because I have a couple of writers I like and follow that play a lot of Destiny, play a lot of Halo, play a lot of these games. Um, didn't like Halo 4 or 5, a couple of them. And they are like universally... I even laughed. Uh, there's a guy from Giant Bomb, uh, Jeff uh, Gersman. He doesn't like anything. Like He's like notorious. <laughs> he's extremely jaded. Yeah. He doesn't like anything. And he's like, this campaign kicks ass. He's like, oh, if, nice. he's like, if they maintain this, this will be the best one they've made since 2 or 3 probably. Good for them. Um, so, but what people said was in Halo One, you would like in the second level when you're on the Halo, you drive like to all these different places, and like it's like, hey, you need to rescue these three three groups of troops. They're in these different places, and you kind of are exploring, trying to find it. Someone's like, imagine if you stretch that type of world exploration out for like a whole game. Like that's what it feels like. And I also heard it compared to Metal Gear Solid Five, where you're you're doing a lot of saving soldiers and they're building up an army. And as you save soldiers, you unlock the ability to airdrop in supplies. And it gets to the point where you can get infinite of things. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite. Ah. And you can get infinite grappling hooks. And I think that like that's going to be a lot of the gameplay progression is like. <laughs> anyway, that, that being said, I reading that stuff. I'm glad this game is coming out this year. I think it comes out December 12th. Yeah. So I will be playing it before the end of the year because i think that this game this year has been what kind of whack like i have yeah. games i like but there has not been a bona fide game of the year i'm gonna maybe play halo and, will swoop in yeah well, technically it's in the fourth quarter so i'd count it for next year but yeah maybe it counts for 2020 yeah. it does count hey before we've had this the clock strikes we've never had what happened had this discussion what do you, what do you mean no, we have not we've you're always crazy. included anything that comes out this but year you know it's, sometimes you know something comes out like the last week of december you're like man i didn't get a whole year to experience this Maybe but if it comes it out year. in the calendar hey man, year, it's not like Halo Infinite would be booting some immaculate masterpiece. Like <laughs> I, again, I've liked a lot of games this year. I haven't loved anything. I haven't loved. I'll say that I have not loved a single, and I've beaten seven or eight Resident games. Four yeah. phenomenal. I really have not felt this way about like video games this year since 2014. With 2014, it's like Smash Brothers was fun that year. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is pretty cool, Ew. but everything else I was so mad about that year. <laughs> But every year since then, 2015, you had uh, a, Metal Gear Solid uh, Five. Like this is a new like generational every year, year. Every year had something I like loved. Like oh, that's like when I play, I, I go. This you, is my 2022 is going to blow our pants off. I think it might. It'll be crazy. It's it going to be. I mean, if you're not rich, you better get rich. And that's yeah, all I can say. if you're not rich, check it out. I even was looking into like, did I miss any like big indie games? Yeah, there was. There's not a lot. No. I've liked some things, and we'll do our thing. But we'll do our I, thing. I but... have one stealth pick for game of the year, but I would be stretching 
the rules in multiple ways. <laughs> well, we I feel like we've done that before at this point. But yeah, yeah I but if, had some somebody one year didn't have it. You might have done it of like I didn't really play a lot this year. I'm going with something from like I played this year that was. Yeah, old. I've done that before. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah I played it this year and I'm counting it for my game of the year. A crazy year. vote. We'll call it crazy votes. I try to keep remasters and stuff out of it, but th- this has just been. <laughs> but you know what's awesome is game is going to continue to evolve just like how meta is trying yeah. to change a bunch of different things. Um, if you guys haven't heard, meta is a company that's going to be created from Facebook, um, whatever it is, new social media platform, whatever. But if you guys don't know, Facebook owns Oculus, which is one of the leading VR companies that are out there right now. And they are working on meta gloves, um, VR gloves that will be taking the place of controllers. Um, Porn is going to be crazy on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> give me those gloves why is that the first thought you go to <laughs> just give me those gloves i don't understand so oh, i'm not talking about porn i'm just saying give me those gloves sorry i should have separated with a comma yeah you probably or period a comma. i said i porn is going to be crazy on these things <laughs> du- period i need these gloves you know it's gonna be crazy popping gang signs and <laughs> yeah yeah um What's cool about these gloves, though, is um, what they're really trying to experiment. One is also cost-effective. Oculus is taking a hard, like, we want to be a cost-effective VR company. Um, they, I mean, they are. Like, they, for $400, you get a very functional headset compared to where every other headset out there is ranging up to $700 to $1,000. Um, the gloves that's currently being produced, um, which we probably won't see for like another couple of years. I, yeah. This is just talking of the news because like it's been ramping up. Is They're working very hard to get haptic feedback in them. Now in uh, VR, and th- is this? The, are we? Did we see the same video, or yeah. was this something? Else? I think we saw the same video. We have the black ridges. There's like black ridges, and then they all kind of like they they pushed upwards or they went down, so you could actually like touch a cup and actually it would it feel the feel cup the cup. You could actually be touching the yes. Cup. And so you'd have, you'd have like feedback. They on said the the, cup. Med, the 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 standard right now is an orange. So in the game, they were saying that an orange feels very like smooth but has some ruggedness to it on the outside how do we create that in the glove well then they said we realized you can't so then now the goal is to create it as close as you can to trick your brain because you see as an orange to be like this is an orange and they're like yeah we figured it out like when we pick an orange up in vr it's like that feels like an orange because in your mind you see the orange like yep it makes sense and because it's it's pressing your hand based on where the orange would be um and they've been working on hand tracking for a while if you get an oculus quest 2 you can do hand tracking without controllers on your oculus and i've done it fully functional like oh wow point click tap whatever it's all there um so the fact that i'm like we are getting haptic feedback gloves in vr i'm sitting here thinking about like how like what 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 is it going to stop i saw in the video too if it's the same one uh they did thumb war yeah. So they like grabbed the like <laughs> in VR through VR and like grabbed it and like did thumb war and stuff. You could feel like when the thumb the like pressure whenever. on it. And yeah. Yeah. It's um it's impressive the things they can do. And they've had haptic suits and stuff like that, but they've been really expensive to get a consumer model that you can get a hold of. Um, Again, I'm a VR nut. I, I have ran through my fair share of VR headsets. I have I would I would have a VR treadmill if I could. Um, That's how much I love VR. But. If we could just get like body suits that could feel, you can do that. I would like pretty cheap. Could you imagine like if somebody posts something you don't like, you could go in their metaverse and be like, "I'm I'm going to fight you over what you said." Metaverse, and then just start punching them and 
as much as like Choking people dog on Facebook being a crappy company, um, they're doing VR right, and I'm not going to complain about anything they're doing VR wise. They're putting a lot of money in the VR. Yeah, I know. they should. It's a good platform that's pretty untapped. Yeah. I'm waiting to see what PlayStation does. I think 2022 we're going to see some more insight about what they're planning to do with their stuff. Yeah. Um. Hopefully they don't use a camera from PS3 era. I think that's done. Yeah, um, I think that's over. I, I hoping. Yeah, that's they, the case. there's gonna be a new camera system. Um, but you know, I think that Facebook, I guess Meta, what Meta should do with Facebook, like the app, and like, mm-hmm. I think it's time to realm reborn that thing. What if Facebook, like, it was just everybody log on to your wall and it just was like end of the world, yeah. and, and then everybody start over. Like, they need to just realm reborn like, Facebook, like Fortnite event. Travis, I'm Scott calling it concert. now. In the next three years, Facebook will go away and it'll become Meta Life. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it will. B- bookmark this. Bookmark. In this. three years, you're gonna be watching Mark Zuckerberg say. He's going to realm reborn Facebook because they know they have a problem with young people don't like Facebook. It's going to become meta life. And, and on your wall, this is your life in the meta. You'll make a post like I support this person for president or something. Yeah. And Zuckerberg, if he doesn't like it, will come to your house in yeah. meta and he'll pick it up and he'll be like, this is mine now. And then he'll disappear. It's just funny. How and he'll media. slap you with the force. Uh, I'm, I'm dead. Here. I'm calling my shot. I called Xbox buying Obsidian. I called all this fable getting remade. I'm calling it right now. We're going to start new. meta life. For the, for the metaverse. Well, I think they're going to probably nuke Facebook anyways to get rid of all the like lawsuits and stuff they got. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. Maybe that's a good time to Realm Reborn when you got the... I think it's happening. Justice Department knocking at your door. Your your virtual door. I'm not letting you in. <laughs> get the battle pass. You can meta come life. in. Yeah, battle pass for meta. Get the battle pass. You can come into my house. That's actually hilarious that you say that. Um... What about what happens when you go to high school in like 2038 and you can buy the battle pass for high school? All that <laughs> you get to skip a grade instead of getting a Chromebook, you get a MacBook. A hundred dollars, you get to skip a grade. They download it to your brain. You just yeah. go party for a year instead. Eh. That sounds awful. Wow, our kid are, is going to have a cool school. I'm telling you, it's only about time until they start making school in VR. And then it's like, hey, you don't send your kid. Just put the helmet on them and yeah. tell them to sit there and he'll be in the classroom it, with everyone else. It's only a matter of time before it. The helmet is your life. I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's the truth. Like I mean, people want people want that, and you know, interaction. Toss it out the door. You have a yeah. helmet. You have a pair of glasses. I was surprised. Uh, we talked about this on the the last podcast that on TikTok when they first was showing, I was just seeing clips, all those clips on there from Anna, and there were some people were like, "Yeah, it looks cool," or "Wow, the possibilities," but overwhelmingly i was surprised because there's a lot of like gen z you know like oh they're gonna be really like this there was a ton of people on there like go outside <laughs> like, I think, uh, check outside and i uh, overall i think people will adopt it and they'll like it but i just, i was surprised i, I, was, like, I was like oh, wow there's a lot of people that actually still want to just have face to face and that is the most fun thing i do I think, think that generations best graphics tend to reject the past generation's ideas pretty early on because they, that's how like, but that's, that's how, why I was surprised. That's kind of how like, like reformation is done. Like yeah. you know, you look at something, you're like, oh, I saw what they did, and nine times out of ten, past generations only see the negatives. They don't really see, like to see the positives, mm-hmm. um, and they say, well, what can we do to make the negatives better? And that's how you get like, I mean, that's how we are who we are today. Like very critical, self self analyzing kind of ideas. Um, so like the generations before us, I look at them like, man, they're crazy. Like I. I they're they're very screen driven like and all this stuff like go, go outside like yeah go but then the generation before them is now like dude like get off your phone like I have teenagers who are in my ministry and like yeah I don't want a phone 
I just don't want one. I'm like, why? I'm like, I have to be on it if I'm if I have yeah. one. That just, That's why I was surprised. I was like, oh, maybe. and I'm like, well, this is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, are we? But then I think the generation past them are gonna be like, well, give me more technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's yeah, give me more. Flow. Nothing there, is more annoying to me than people that are like in their fifties and sixties that complain about young people and their phones. Because those people are on their yeah, phones they're on all, they're all the time. Worse. My dad, Gosh. my dad, dude, I'll never forget when I had to set my phone up for my dad. And it's so funny because he's like, this stupid thing, I don't know how this works. But then he spends eight hours playing Candy Crush. And it's like, what's wrong? He's like, I need my Candy Crush account pulled yeah. across. And it's like, dude, you're more addicted than anything else. But again, yeah. it's that you don't understand, you don't know until you know kind of mentality. Yeah, maybe Gen Z, but like your stupid millennials are on your phone all the time. No, I think they're on the phone. No, they are. <laughs> They're they're just a bad welcome. So welcome to Meta. Maybe we'll be the Dweebo Meta podcast. Who knows? But, uh, uh, I uh, can I talk about? Um, yeah, I was in a. Um, I had an experience that felt like a drug deal, but it wasn't a drug deal. Now, I, okay, I do want to hear this because I think it involves something I'm very interested in. So, um, go ahead. So, um, Facebook Marketplace. I like to check that sometimes. Um, and I was scrolling through, and I saw a post. That had old Pokemon fossil packs. And these were packs I used to get as a kid. Now, I'll tell you right now, that'd be and, red flags for me. I'd uh, be worried. Oh, about what? I just, I'm like, what if these are fake? Yes. So here is where I was at. I looked at these, clicked on there. They weren't wanting like 20 bucks for them, whatever. You're good. Uh, I won't go into prices, but the amount was significant. But I looked at the price and went, that's a, that's a good chunk of change. But it was still a discount off if you had to get them on eBay. Like, these are rare things to find, these, these packs. Yeah, vintage packs. So I messaged the person. I didn't, like, super lowball them, but I sent out an offer. And I was like, I'll just see. I always send out offers to see, like, here's what I'd be willing to get, and this would be cool to get for that price. Sent out an offer. They said, oh, I'm more comfortable at this price. Like, in between, I was like, I'm just going to pass on it. But then, like, right after, like, 30 minutes later, like, I'll, I'll take cash if we can do a cash on this. And I was like, oh, shoot. Immediately, immediately, I went into Frick. I need to research because I haven't done a lot of research because I know that these packs are faked a lot. What or resealed, resealed. So what people will do with these old Pokemon packs is they'll open it, take out the rares, and then and they'll take a curling iron or or glue, and they'll put the packs back. People are crazy. Hey, it's gotten. It's you do not ever want to buy a pack. If you're listening, do not ever buy a pack. That is resold from a reseller unless it's a trusted card shop. Yeah. So um, I went online and they said how like I just looked up the night before I was like meeting with this person. I was like, how do I find like the fakes? And I spent I'm like, worried for you. Right I now. spent a lot of research time. Yeah. On this because I was like, if this was like a little like, let's just say 100 bucks. I spent more than 100 bucks. Surprise. 100 bucks thing or whatever. Yeah. If I lose out on that, it's like, oh, that really sucks. But what whatever. This amount, the amount I was spending, I was like, I was getting sweaty thinking about purchasing? it. So, uh, originally, it was 13 packs of these. Holy. Of these fossil packs. Now, he did tell me later, he was like, hey, these were my brother. So, I asked him, I was like, are you the original owner? Did you get these or whatever? And he said, these were in a storage unit my family owns. The, my brother ended up taking five of those because he said, I'm going to sell them on eBay. His brother was like, I know what these are worth. And that guy knew what they were worth, yeah. basically, too. Um, uh, because he weren't like he wasn't wanting 10 bucks a pack. But 
all that you know aside, so he has those eight packs or whatever. Um, and the day of, I'm like, frick. So I'm still watching videos. I'm like, I gotta get all these, whatever. Then I was seeing online the other way you can tell what are in these packs is you have to weigh them. Yep. With like a, a very accurate like precision scale. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I went to Walmart, found a scale. So I'm like, I'm about to like bring this money, a good amount of money, and like a drug scale to this coffee shop. So we met at a coffee shop, public place or whatever. But like going up, I was like kind of nervous. I yeah, was like, dude. there is like an envelope full of money. I'm waiting for a shootout, like the beginning of heat. Uh, about breaking the, bad stuff. Like dude. I was like, what is about? Yeah, I felt like Walter White yeah. walking into this thing, and Tuco was gonna be there. But uh, I so guy comes in there, or the guys already there come in, sit down, and he pulls out the pack and puts it on the table. And it's crazy. It might as well been like cocaine. He was showing me at this thing, <laughs> and I, I was staring at the thing. I was like, this is just really How rare. Clean are they? They were clean. They were clean. Yeah, Ooh. they were they were clean packs and stuff. And and his story and like, uh, of course, I'm not trusting anybody at all with that. You know, you're, you're just we trust you now. You're more skeptical skeptical of the stuff. Skeptical. Skeptical. Um, uh, so he laid him down. I was like, wow. So what I did though, I was like, hey, I need to like check these out. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and look at the whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna like look at these and whatever. So I sat there and meticulously went through these eight packs, and I'm like pulling up the seal. I'm checking the edges to make sure they're not yep. glued. I make the first thing you check is like they're not curling iron because it takes yeah. the creases out. Yep. There were, all the creases were there. Nice. I was checking the bottom like there was no like peeling. And I remember correctly stuff. you said that these packs are elongated, which is a yes. good sign. So I didn't know about this, but when he was shown in the pictures I was like, "Oh, that's weird," but I went on eBay and like some were looking that way. Yeah. There's like a longer tag which these would hang on to like yep. thing, but they weren't punched. They were just they had never been put on the Thing. Probably from a booster box then or something. Yeah. So, um, long story short, so I get these. I'm staring at them forever. And then I pl- I was like, I'm going to have to weigh these. And, and like, I pull out my scale. And he he's like, the Pokemon game has changed. <laughs> like, yeah, I got, I got, I like, things are... Hey, well, it's diff- different, And man. I'm laughing as I pull out the scale. I can't even, like, look at him with a straight face because, like, I have all this money in my pocket, and I'm weighing these Pokemon packs. There was one other guy in the coffee shop. Like, we were there, like, midday or whatever, but there was one guy in the coffee shop. He's and staring he, at you. If he saw this, what was going on, it probably looked like an alien world, like, to him. So I'm I'm weighing each pack, and here's the problem. I what One thing I didn't know was what, the heavy thing and whatever. Yeah. But I didn't know what they should have been, which is like two ounces, something, whatever else. I forget what it was. But um, I started weighing these and they were all around the same weight and there were some heavier than the others, whatever. So come to find out when I got home, I checked them again because I'm like freaking out while I'm there. But there was like three heavier packs out of the eight that I got. So I was happy with that. So, but that's actually I, really good. I weighed it all or whatever. We came to a deal because he had those eight, whatever. And, uh, it was so I had to like I counted the money out so it's like all this money the scales there all this stuff so I did a Pokemon drug deal but was very happy with the the deal I ended up sending the group chat yeah uh, because I was earlier looking for there's a new celebration packs the newer packs that are out and I put in our group chat and I think Kenny or you like oh we, I couldn't find them at Target I walked in the newer stuff and I sit in the group chat and I was like I couldn't find them but I found these hey. and Kenny immediately. Text me uh, in that group chat. Oh my God! What? What? Please let me have one. Please, whatever. And I, I was gonna get like you ended up not yeah. wanting one, but I was, I was gonna get, like get one for you guys. But, um, so he he immediately texted me individually, and then he called me. He's like, "Where? 
Where where is it? Like we were like, we were on we... the phone when you sent the text. Yeah, and he was like, Jacob, was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, Zach Pike bought fossil bikes. <laughs> and my first reaction was, why? Because <laughs> in my mind, I was like, I would be so scared. Yeah, I was. Scared. I would be. My heart would be pounding. Yeah, I was scared and nervous about getting these, but at the same time, like the price was like whatever, and the offer I sent was like fair to me. So we um, ended up securing more packs afterwards now too. So that guy. So after we like. Hey, we we did the deal. The deal was done. We had to dodge the cops. That's how they get you to come back. He said, uh, he was like, hey, there's more stuff coming out of the storage, you know, whatever. I might have more of these packs because we're just digging through all this crap. And I was like, yeah, I'd be interested. So that guy did get back with me. He's like, I found two more packs. They're kind of like fricked up more than the other one. And I was like, okay, just let me take a look at them. Sure enough, like one of them had like a hole kind of in yeah. it and some of the pack was kind of open. So when I got there, I like really took down the price. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to pay That's that. smart. And he was like, I was like, I can only give you this for it. Like it was still significant, but it wasn't much. And he was like, okay. Like, because he saw that it was open. He knows was you're like, legit now. Yeah. Like, so he's, I, I got the hookup. He was like, I, I will be in contact because I think I have old like stuff that you might be into. So well, that's awesome, man. Uh, what are fossil packs? So, the, so they had the original base pack of Pokemon cards. They came out in 95. Uh, the original packs. Then they had the, uh, I think. The jungle next, set? The, no, I think fossil might fossil have been Fossil came next, then jungle set. That was set. the second gen of these, like, first gen of whatever. And then, the, like, those are just very rare. They're very expensive. Because what, what what did I do when I was a kid going into Kmart? I, I was opening the packs. Ripped them and threw them in the toilet and did but, other things. So I kind of want, like, I'm still deciding what I'm doing with these. Like, I want to get, like, some of them graded. Like, I want to get one of them you, graded. You and, definitely like, want to look into that. Just the pack itself and stuff. Just because I, like, I want to have that on the shelf. Kind of like think, how I do uh, the Charizard and I think my when I look at those different things and I look at Because I now, I went out and got the original 95 base set. And it's not all 151 of the cards. It's mm -hmm. not. They, the first base set that came out wasn't the 151 once they added the jungle and the fossil then you then get it completed all 151 um but what's interesting is fossil and jungle um while they are cheaper the packs hold an incredible value yes um one because of the art design people love the art design it looks awesome on look, those and, and i remember getting those from kmart and like for three dollars a piece yeah my, but my you parents. get those graded <laughs> and they come back as a good grade I mean, that's stuff that you sit on, man, and it's an investment. It's and, that, and that's the other thing I'm like literally gambling on is those three heavy packs. If you open them, and I know that they have a holographic like rare in there because yeah. they're heavier. If that is like centered or whatever, and it's a good card, and I get it graded, then the value is I, I, very I, high. I'm trying on, to remember like, what cards. I know I think, it's Aerodactyl, it's Lapras, yeah, and uh, like Zapdos, Articuno, and all. And those yeah, I know the Legendary Birds came in there. Are, are in that? Is there certain cards that like you? They're chase cards. The cards you want to get out of the set. Um, and you know, the base set you had to chase Zard. You wanted your Zard. Yes. You know, yeah, that base set is all about I think Charizard. Did Jungle do Dragonite or did Fossil do Dragonite? I'm not sure. Because Dragonite was a chase card in one of those sets as well. So, can I can I ask a question? Yes. How much does a Fossil pack go for on eBay? Like standard. I know it depends fluctuates. on the, the weight stuff, but like probably two to 275. I was seeing okay. them range it, for like, so, so per like pack, two to three hundred dollars per pack. Right. Yes. So what's the rarest card that could pop up in that pack? Uh, you'd have to. I, I'd have to look up. I would. There's know. like a. There's like a. There's like a top yes. set. And how many of those are there? Like five, four. Uh, yeah, and typically, these, typically in the most sets, it's like five or four cards. Are like. Is the there high, a card that could pop in that set that's worth three times the value of the pack? If I grade it, it could be upwards of six hundred. Depends on what grade you pull. What could be up with the if pack? I, it, that rare card that's in there. So it's, uh, remember, I said there was yeah. three heavy packs. Yeah, that means one. There, but that there means, could be. 
Yeah. But in all likelihood, the pack has some junks in an, an all right card. Yeah, the heavies would have the a... The heavies will have most heavies, likely a rare. No, it, it's guaranteed to have a rare. It's guaranteed to have a rare. Now, would it have one of the rares you're chasing? You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. But you know that if I get that graded, that's, that's what I'm, you, trying, I'm trying to gamble on. If I get that graded... Changed, I know we're going on a tangent. Just check but on, it's, track but, on but there's not really any likelihood. No, it's but a that's very, the fun of no, it. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm not. I'll have your fun. But like, if you bought a pack on eBay to open it, there's almost no likelihood you would make your money off of that. No, pack no with way. The cards inside. No way. So you're buying the potential. I, yes. I think I have a rule of thumb here, and it's an honest rule of thumb. It's what we call bad investment. Yes. <laughs> if you're planning um, to open it, but I guess people aren't. you buy a pack that's that vintage, um, you need to either A, flip it, or pray to God. because uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, the other stuff, like, is... is if I was you... I, I'm not opening those packs. Um, I'd open the weighted ones. But the weighted ones, that's what I'm saying. The weighted ones could very well be worth that risk for it wasn't, me. It wasn't until 2020 that they changed the weighting system. Yeah. People used to go into stores like Target, bring a weight and weigh packs individually and buy all the heavy ones. So how do they avoid that now? Uh, they changed the, car, the the card type. So that what was screwing them up was they had a card in there that was made for the digital game. Yeah. That, if the heavier one had that type of card in it. Oh, okay. And it had a lighter card. So you knew right then and there. But wasn't the Fossil Pack didn't have that, that, no, that card in it? No, but the same thing it. was the holographics were, were heavier. heavier. Yes. Um, so that's how you know. And yeah. again, that's why I think like, and it's fun. It's a yeah. good thing. You pay for the experience. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you're able to do that. Now, that that was now, the thing. I was like, I might open one on stream. Like, I would of open the, the heavy of, one. Of the, yeah. I'm going to maybe open the heavy one because if it's a good card and it's centered and it's a great, like rare, I like, will tell you this. That's though, worth getting graded. Like, you know, the crazy thing is that you could buy the entire, and this is what you're going to blame mine. You could buy the entire fossil set for roughly about three to Three fifty dollars, yeah. three hundred fifty, three hundred and three hundred, three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars. A pack in itself, and this is how crazy the market's gotten with Pokemon cards, does sell for two hundred plus. Yeah. What, what do you mean you could buy the whole set, the, all the cards, the individual? If you bought individuals, so that's what he does. When yep. he's just getting the newer cards, he's you can buying just buy them all the cards for three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're not going to be near mint condition. They're going to be lightly played. Yeah, or, you know. But you know, for me, for me, I'm just trying to grab and put them in a case and. For display them yeah so okay i want again i know we're going to tangent i want the base set i want jungle and i want uh fossil i want all three of those sets those are the sets i remember as a child yeah these are the cards i love i want them framed up and i want them to have them forever yeah that's my goal now that's all i care about yeah for you i think you're sitting on something that's awesome yeah i'm excited really so cool he might find some more packs might have some more stories you might but... see a special stream where he opens a fossil pack who knows that would be an exciting experience for sure. And then if it sucks, then it'd be a really funny stream. Not for me. I would just hate for you to open it and, and it'd it be sucks. Like, you got a muck. <laughs> you like and you're like, oh, because it's not like I spent four dollars <laughs> yeah. and whatever. I just like for me, it's the reaction too of it. Like <laughs> with, with are there are a lot of people that go on streams and open up old yes. packs. Yeah. So with with all of that happening, it makes unopened packs that much more valuable. Yep. Because they're chewing yeah. through the old inventory. Yeah, dude, I see for, all the for time. clicks. I see a, a, a Twitch. They're kind of making If I were you, I would not get rid of. It. I would keep all. Maybe open one. Yeah, I would keep them sealed because you have so many streamers going through and opening the old stuff. They just ascend in value. Yeah, um, and that's why I agree with. I mean, right now, and that's why I'm going to get the different. So I have all the three arts. He had the. It's Lapras, Aerodactyl, and Zapdos on oh, the art. Oh, that's awesome. So, I'm, I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grade each of those yeah. and keep those because that's 
that's what I did with my Blastoise, my Venusaur, yep. and Charizard. Not to like sell or anything, maybe someday investment wise, but like I really kind of just want to display those more than mm-hmm. anything as like a childhood like. I'm with cool you, thing. dude. I think it's an awesome thing. I think it's a smart thing to do for sure. Yep. And now um, I got to find base set. If I, I've had dreams before of finding base sets at thrifts or like at a yard sale. You find a stuff. base set pack for cheap. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I, that's all I can say, man. Those, uh, those are speaking, valuable. Speaking of yard sale stuff, I started a new series. Funny enough, at the end of yard sale season, but I started a new series, uh, video game yard sale hall is what nice. I'm calling it. I don't really have a full name. Maybe it'll change one day. Maybe we'll retcon the name. We've Lucas done that style. Before. Lucas style. <laughs> but I uh, started a new series. Uh, the first episode is very long because it's all of October and it's an unreal kind of haul I had. But uh, long story short, I go out yard selling every weekend. The season has ended, but uh, sometimes I find good stuff. And I actually, after two years of really every weekend going, found some amazing stuff. And you can check out that video. It's very long, but it's pretty unreal what I found. It's pretty, I was watching over it. It's unreal tonight. what I was able to find. But game hunts, game hunts. Ooh, maybe we'll have a survey in the Discord. Yeah, what should I call That's this? Maybe yeah, we'll see. If you're not in the Discord. Any the Discord. hint of what you found? Like, if I'm a fan of the X, thumbnail I has watch. the thumbnail has a Nintendo 64 controller. But if up. you like Pokemon cards, if you like old vintage game systems, you found a lot. I think you had a sealed PlayStation One in there. I not think. sealed, but oh, complete, complete box, box. Complete, complete box. box. Sorry. Um, I uh, hyped it too much. My bad. Yeah, there was also something I won't spoil this, but something I think I've talked about on the channel before. I was like, oh, I really want that, and this person had that. Like, there it was pretty crazy. So, well, that's uh, exciting. Just, so, check uh, that out. A couple things I just want to kind of bring it home. I I did watch some TV. What'd you watch? Uh, Loki. Finally watched that because I'm preparing for what should be, my opinion, one of the greatest Marvel events since uh, Endgame. Um, Spider Man, and it's going to be absolutely nuts, guys. I'm losing my loving mind about Spider-Man. 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 The I, Spider-Man. Listen, let me explain. I leave for New York the day the movie comes out. So I have to see it Thursday night at midnight. Uh, dude, I'll go with you. I man. have to. I, I'll go I'm, midnight release. Yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'll wear my mask. I'll wear you my can spandex. Get, you can get early showings, too. You can get like a 7 p.m. We well, do that for Star Wars we need, a few times. Me and you, whoever wants in, Sam, I, we need yeah. to go see that because I leave at 6 a.m. the next day. And I do not want to miss. I don't want to sit a weekend. Once you see it in New York. It. No, it'd be, it'd be I like want to watch it right when it comes yeah. out. Let's I don't want to get spoiled by Twitter. Yeah, you need to see. Yeah. That's a movie you need to see. Now. I'll go with you. Let's yeah. do it. So I I had to prepare for it. So I watched Loki because apparently the multiverse is going to become this next phase's key term. Um, and Loki does a good job setting that up. Um, have you guys seen? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I you're saw Loki. You saw it. You're pretty disconnected from the MCU. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm out. Man, you're missing out, bud. I understand. He's really missing out. This has never been better. It's uh, really in a great Loki, place. Loki, in my opinion, is a great TV series for a side character um, to make him relevant. And honestly, I'm glad. Uh, I love his actor. I forget his name. I can't remember. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, he's a great actor. He plays a great Loki. But on top of that, what's awesome was when he... Um, I'm just, I'm just going to Loki spoilers, spoiler, 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 right spoiler. If you're listening, skip forward a little bit. There's some spoilers. Um, but when he gets dropped into the pit um, where all the other Lokis keep getting thrown into. Yeah. Um, like that, that time. It's like a planet outside of time and space. Yeah. It's like the garbage dump. That was pure bliss for me. I, I love Loki because I don't care about that character before this show. Yeah. And I was like, what, you know, they do such a good job of just exploring like 
why is Loki always in, in the bullcrap? He's dude. always in the bullcrap, and they touch on it. Of this is your destiny. Like, yep. hey, you get you get basically arrested by the time cops, and they throw you in like a space, like outside of time and space, because you're trash. They see you as trash. They see you as a nuisance. And there are hundreds of other Lokis. One's a kid. One's an old man. Like, yep. and they're all like, "Why are we always getting thrown in the trash?" <laughs> like, I and one's a woman. And like, I just love that concept of a show of. His entire like destiny is to always be basically treated as the villain that gets thrown away. Yep. And then I love how he turns out on his head. He's like, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, I'm not going to do the villain thing. Yeah. I'm going to. He got to see what his arc always ends as and take ownership for his own arc and say, I want to do something else. That was I honestly, thought it was such a cool. And thing. that was a great I, I'm impressed because by episode two, episode three, they gave the motivation for Loki's character throughout the entire series by showing him the ending of like where he died. They showed him his death. And yeah. I remember sitting there, I'm like, yeah, that fricks somebody up. Like, but what's cool is that the very end of the show, when him and the girl Loki were next to next to each other, and they were they were talking, they both clearly wanted different things, and they were still the same person at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and which is which is awesome because multiverse, you know, the DNA of which a person is made and by multiverse standards doesn't make them the same person. They just have the same name. They can still want different things. They can still do things, but their characteristics will still be the same. Um, and that's what makes me excited for Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, because we are going to, we're getting all three of them, baby. The vi- we, are. Do we are the variant stuff that Loki introduced, just that concept that like, okay, there's going to be all these different universes yep. and you're going to have variants, but they're, they're, they're going to want different things. I also love that Loki fell in love Yep. with himself he yeah. fell in love like if he exactly was going to actually ever love somebody and not betray them it would be literally himself but a woman um which i loved all of the debates that kind of came out of that and everything it was a lot of fun um yeah i i thought that uh i thought it was great i thought it was uh, a good show yeah i really did i'm tracking with oh, you. the ending though too um basically spoilers I mean, spoilers spoiler 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 spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. The whole show, there's these like timekeepers that are like controlling everything, and yep. Owen Wilson works for them. In the fourth episode, they go into like the throne room where they all are, and they have a big battle, and they like cut their heads off, and they're literally they look like space lizards, and and they're robots. And then yep. it's like, well, who's actually controlling time and everything? And they finally like go and they trace it all the way back to in that world where it's like the end of space and time. They go like behind this big dragon thing, and like it's a guy that's in a castle. And he is a genius. He's like, he literally runs. He, he runs all of time, but he like gives it up at the end. And uh, he offers Loki to run it. And the girl Loki kills the guy, his name, the one who remains. And it basically just fractures reality. Yep. And now all these different multiverses, free there's nothing pruning them any longer because mm-hmm. the people that were taken care of. So that is why it looks like in Spider-Man, we're going to get Toby and Andrew Garfield. And do you see the Brazil Doc trailer? Ock? No, Doc Ock's coming back. You didn't uh, see the it Brazil just looks trailer? crazy. No. Do you not hear what happened? No, what happened? So, you know, the scene where you saw um, Electro, Spider, uh, Sandman and Lizard jumping at the one. Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. At the very bottom during the Brazil trailer, they did a terrible edit, and they showed the lizard getting punched by nothing. But there's nobody there. But there's no one there. I saw that, yeah. And that's like... Honestly, at this point, though, I'm convinced this is part of marketing strategy. Like, it's like giving us little tidbits of, like, what we know we want. 
but not really confirming we're getting yeah. what we want. I just think it's so cool. They finally solved because I love comic movies, but it's been so confusing of like, yep. I love the MCU and the MCU is great. But then like there's this continuity and that continuity. And what I love is they've basically in their own world made it to where like they can bring in people from the other ones. And it doesn't matter because they could be variants or they could, you know, like and they, they need to find Star Wars uh, timekeeper. Well, that's what I said when I was watching Loki. <laughs> Kill that time, Gabriel. When I was watching Loki, I finally realized because there was all these cool Easter eggs in the world with all yep. the trash. Yep. And I saw someone say, like, what if, like, there was a million Falcon? Because there was all these callbacks to other things, not even Marvel. And people were like, the sad thing is, is, like, the Star Wars wouldn't let you do something fun like that. Yeah. And when I was watching Loki, I was like, I feel like anything could happen in the show because they're doing so many things that are weird and crazy. And that's when I realized I was like, I've seen everything Star Wars will ever show. Like, they will never yeah. do anything. They won't I don't break expect. their formula. Sounds yeah. like everything's about to be fan fiction here soon. Well, it's honestly just <laughs> exciting because you know why? The MCU has given itself the ability to break away from comic books. Um, but they can also stick true to comic books. They could do whatever they want now because they have established that, hey, we are now allowed to blow up anything. Howard Duck might yeah. show up. He already did. Yeah. Oh, he did? He was in Guardians 1. Oh, he was? Yeah. Nice try. Um, I liked it though. It was actually one, funny. so on the Betty Boop note, might not be a TV show, but I did see uh, Eternals. Is that good? Y- yeah, off so, the cuff, just yes. Y- I would say this. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't. I think it's an upper third Marvel movie. I would say the thing about this movie is it does not feel like a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's what people said at all. Like in any way, it's not. It's shot. It's a very beautifully shot movie. The director that did it. Um, blanking on her name, she won Best Director and Best Picture at the Oscars last year. Okay, for no matter who it is, but okay. um, I don't know why I can't think of her name. Um, but she's a really good director and a really good writer. And so this movie, it's like the most human. Like you know, Marvel movies, they don't really feel like real people. No. Sometimes, like they feel like uh, I don't know, like you know, I, I like Marvel movies, but especially with the solo car- movies, yeah. yeah. Well, and they just feel very like, okay, here's the big bad guy, and then here's this, and yep. then here's this, and then the big fight scene, and like, uh, like there's there's fighting and stuff in the movie, but it feels m- much different. It's like more story driven, maybe more character development. The story is basically, you know, in Final Fantasy VI, where at halfway through the game, like the end worlds, the world ends, and then like, did you play Final Fantasy VI? No, but I'm tracking. Well, in Final Fantasy VI, <laughs> halfway through the game, the world ends, and then like these characters that were all together, like you start with one, and they have to go back and find all the party and get them back together. This is like a movie that starts there, and then it goes back to when they were together originally, and it goes back and forth. Mm, okay. And so it reminds me of Final Fantasy VI, where you spend a lot of the movie trying to get all the gang back together. And then once you do, um, there are just some, the main issue with the movie there, the main conflict is a philosophical issue Mm. of what's the right thing to do, but it's from these aliens perspective They're aliens. The Eternals are not from here. Um, and so like it had a lot of elements I love, like the movie starts and there's like a spaceship and it's flying through space and like they're waking up and it's like alien or Prometheus where it's like very silent and they're all coming out of these things. And, they show up on Earth and then it kind of jumps to modern day and it goes back and forth. Um, but I really liked the core like conflict of what they end up having a disagreement about, like what's the right thing to do. I would just say that because there's so much jumping back and forth in time that like 
I think that there's just a lot of movie and there's a lot that they're trying to get done in two and a half hours and it's a little messy. That would yeah. be my opinion. But what I like is they're going for something very different. It is not a normal Marvel movie I, and I appreciated that. I'm going to watch, uh, I have it on my list to watch Shang-Chi this week. Uh, Shang-Chi's awesome. Yeah, Shang-Chi, yeah. sorry. No, you're um, it, but it came to Disney Plus. Someone actually, I just didn't want to go to the movies to see it. I, I just, I didn't want to go out. That's like a very um, typical Marvel movie, but one of the best solo ones they've yeah, done. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was really good. Yeah. But Eternals, I heard, has been mixed. So that's why, probably why what you said at the end kind of makes sense to me. Eternals is very mixed. I think it is a little messy with some of the... It reminds me of Prometheus a lot. Like, the characters in Prometheus are kind of whatever, but the ideas hold up and yeah. the visuals hold up. That's how this is. Like, I actually really like the main characters in this movie, but just some of the, like... Some of the plotting is just like what there's a scene in the middle of this movie, like the whole movie stops and this thing happens and it takes like five minutes and you walk out of the sequence like. What are they going to do about this? Like, it's like it's this like, whole 26 movies, it's all over. Like there's I don't even know how to like go forward from this. And uh, it's it it. it yeah, it's it, it does very big picture things. Yeah. Like to the degree of we talked about the leftovers recently and like how people in that world were fricked up. Yeah. Like the Thanos snapping and people disappearing and coming back and stuff. You could draw parallels at the leftovers with what happens in this movie when the things that happen in this movie wind up on the news or whatever. The human beings that live in this Marvel world, like they're all gonna have to look in the mirror and ask some real questions about <laughs> God and existence. <laughs> Because it's over. Like, it's yeah. not just aliens coming. It's like, I don't even know. Like, every they should be questioning everything, so basically. It's funny. There is one more tidbit I want to say. I only have I only have a few more minutes. But um, let me just say this. Uh, I did love the idea, the fact that, like, they make fun of themselves so easily. But they also have a good, a good way of pushing, like, we could blow this up any minute if we want to. Um, Loki kind of did that a little bit when he was in the storeroom. And he was threatening that guy. And he's like, I have an Infinity Stone. Like, these don't do anything here. Yeah. They're paperweights. <laughs> oh, that was the best thing. Yeah, when Loki's got arrested by the time cops, he's in like their time police station, and he opens a drawer and he finds these stones. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And they're like, You're not in your own universe, dummy. Like, yeah. that's a paperweight. Like, yeah. that's nothing. It's literally because like all the Affinity Stones are just laying there in a drawer. He's like, My man throws them away like every week. Like, <laughs> we get a new Tesseract every week. Like, yeah. we're not, we know what we're doing. That's yeah, fun. they like to crap on themselves now that they've been. Very that's fun. Uh, I have seen, and I'll talk about this next more next podcast. I did start Squid Game. Two episodes in, freaking loving it, but I Good want time. to like finish it and talk more about that. Me and you watched Zack Snyder's freaking four-hour cut of, That's why. of the Justice League. Uh, me, Travis, and Zack got together and watched the Zack Snyder's Snyder cut four freaking hours long. Um Marvel is really good. After coming out of that, I was like, I want to watch every Marvel movie, clean my I want to say palace. I did have fun. Like, we watched it yes. the best way you can, which is with friends and having a good time. It was fun, but it was... I will say the the CG was ungodly bad at some it parts. It was extremely awful. It was ungodly CG. bad. Unfinished. There's, like, parts when, like, they would go to that cyborg character, and it looked like they were in like a Neil Breen CG part. Like it was, it was that it the was that main bad. bad guy. It looked better than the originals Justice yes. League, I guess, which I didn't see. But like even the new one, like the updated one, looked yeah. like a, it looked like an Xbox 360 cutscene. There was a lot of stuff that looked like a cutscene to a PlayStation game. I'm telling um, you, DC man, they. It was it was something else, but I will say thing the thing I did like after my mind was just melted from this movie, like oh my gosh, what are we doing here? The very end, there is like an apocalyptic like 
end game sequence. And guess who shows up? Spoiler alert for those who have not seen this, but I'm going to spoil it for you. The end of Zack Snyder. I think it's exclusive Zack Snyder's yeah. thing. Batman is wearing a trench coat and has a gun. And Jared Leto is there. And Bat- Batman says, and I, this seems like a Zack Pike joke. He turns to Joker. Joker says something like, yeah, you can't do it. He does his little Joker stuff to Batman trying to, you know, uh, make him mad. And Batman looks at him and says, I'm going to effing kill you. <laughs> he, he says does. that he says it. to Joker. It sounds what? like a Zack Pike like joke, like a weird video we'd make. So, um, uh, Oh my that, gosh. I think I ended up getting that movie a two out of five. Um, yeah. It did entertain me. It did have entertaining parts, but there was parts where I was like, why'd this get it's made? Four like, hours. And and seeing, I watched Eternals, not to go back to those, and then I watched this. Eternals <laughs> on Rotten Tomato is like a 48, which to me is crazy. It has a much higher audience rating. And the Snyder League, Justice League has like a 78. People are freaking. <laughs> that's all I know what to say. Like, I can't use rotten tomatoes and measuring stick. Yeah, in case. I just uh, the long and the short is, I had a lot of fun watching that with the boys. Yes, but I will say if this had been up to me, like I would have never made it through this movie. I haven't watched a. I haven't watched a single Justice League I, movie. I, I I I think Man of Steel is a good movie. I think Batman v Superman is a pretty good movie. No, I liked both of those. And I, if I had more time, I'd, I'd argue <laughs> the grave on this one. So like me liking both of those movies, it like it should say something that I'm like, just don't like just watch the ending of this movie. They, though, they, I YouTube. think the biggest problem, and I think we all three agreed on when we watch it was this movie tried to supercut spark notes, uh, the Marvel stuff of taking that long. Yeah. And they tried to shove in an entire character at some point their own movie in this side of this movie, well, uh, Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg. Um, Cyborg. So I didn't care about anything that was going on, but uh, it was fun time. Oh, wait, we got to touch up the worst character in a comic book movie. I would say the modern era. Is oh, Flash. the Flash. Every single thing the Flash does and says in this movie is obnoxious. It, it just annoys me. You know what's sad? Because it was, he has a TV show and it's it's amazing. Oh, uh, what's the TV show? He's is, is it the one he chokes that girl? Or is <laughs> we found. Her. Did you hear about in real life this actor Ezra choked, Miller? He choked a woman, and everybody was like, "What happened?" And there was no story. And then, like last month, he said, "Didn't Ezra come out himself or whatever?" He's like made a statement. You're gonna find out soon what really happened with that. Yeah, it <laughs> but was a year ago. Could you he imagine if, a woman if, on the street? Could you he imagine just... if an actor choked somebody and then said a year later, "You're gonna find out what happened with that"? But there's a scene in the, there's a scene that I laughed really hard at. So after we were looking that story up and later in it, the flash goes to grab and like <laughs> choke this. And I was like, watch out. It's going to be a new story. So, um, wow. I didn't know that. Um, but what, what TV show is it? Uh, it's the flash. It's literally the flash. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a different flash. I know. My point is like, it's crazy because oh, I think they're the same actor. Uh, they have oh. they have a they flash have character. A, yeah, they have a flash character. That's oh yeah, phenomenal. And yeah. they just pooped on him and just said, "Hey, here's, here's a people love that flash show." Yeah, yeah. But this, this but movie, this, I, this flash, I was going, oh, I was groaning a lot. So he he says like just. Oh, he's so bad, dude. He's, <laughs> I don't even know how to even. You're trying to remember like it. how to like, I just look it up on YouTube at this point, guys. Yeah, just that's all I can say. I will not. I will never watch a DC movie unless it's like. A, I will wa- probably watch the new Batman. Sure. Rumor has it. Are we doing multiverse? We're we gonna get. No, rumor Keaton? has it. DC is a finally like they're finally just kind of saying, let's just slow build it. Let's just start from the top. And yeah. this is where they're trying to. We want to. They have good characters. 
but they realized they have for the past six to seven years they've just tried chopping this thing up and making yeah. it work really quickly and it's not there the, the one Fresh thing start. i think the one thing i like with dc is right now is that they're just kind of like letting their continuity be like whatever yeah like they made the joker movie which was good yep and they've made no attempt to connect that to anything then they're making the batman which doesn't have ben affleck in it but then they're getting ready to make a flash movie that does have ben affleck but it also has michael keaton who was batman in the 80s like I just think the more that they just let each movie be its own thing, yeah, they can make that their style. Yeah. It doesn't all need to build and connect. Yeah. But I think that's a podcast. Uh on not continue. Oh, I finished the burbs. Oh. But I think I kinda of talked about that last time. No, yeah. Uh it was funny. Oh, real quick. Watch leftovers. Did you watch Leftovers? Uh, dude, I've been on vacation. Okay, cool. He didn't watch Leftovers. Come back next week and find out he did next month when he doesn't do it again. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Nope. But thank you guys for listening. Hey, if you haven't yet, check out the Dwee Bros Twitter. It's all in the description. All the stuff you can follow down there. I haven't updated the Instagram in 8,000 years, but follow that too. It's all in there. You might see something one day. What a pitch. <laughs> I can't so, Hey. That. Follow it, and one day you might see something pop up in there. We're going to be kind of like Ezra Miller. We'll explain why that woman got choked, and we'll also post something in one year. Okay, we're losing but, it. Um, uh, yeah, check that out. And new shows. Hey, check out next season. I put out the, the final episode of Yard Cell. It'll be next year. Come back. Anything else? Hangouts? Check those out. Got plenty of hangouts. Got a Discord. Um, jump yes. in there. Talk with us. Hang out with us. All different types of things like that. Again, in the description. Yeah, we get a we we will talk to you in there. We will send us send us your controversial opinions about Thanksgiving in there. I don't know if there's much controversy. Well, if you want to get down to the re- never mind. All right, well, I, I think that's a podcast. won't be home for Christmas because I'm watching the Dwee Bros podcast. They are great at talking. And playing video games. The end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The no, end. No. We nah. wish you a. No, we didn't give you. We, we didn't. Wi- we didn't sign you. We again. wish you a merry. We're letting you go. I. No, we're letting you go. I'm, I got you. I was, be home. Go home.